everybody hi um welcome to another rad years podcast it is inching closer and closer to the official start of the summer of 2023 but we yet what sorry yet it's already over yet it feels like it's already over yeah it's apocalyptic out there right now i don't know if anyone's following the news but our news which this yeah, you follow. I, I would hope you guys are following Leah Valley News, and I'd be interested to see how bad it is in E-Rock, Connecticut, E Rocks, um, part of town, because it is apparently, according to the, to, to the news, the worst in the country here in the Leah Valley. What's Connecticut like? Yeah, what's Connecticut like? I guess these um, wildfires in um, Quebec are uh, something with weather and air shifted the smoke. And it's happened before. Airs come across uh, the country from wildfires. Remember that, Squeezer? It just made it really hazy. You didn't smell it or anything. Yeah. It, it just made it really hazy. Off. Water, Hartford and Waterbury are like 161 and 179. <laughs> Please. Just very dangerous, not extremely yeah. dangerous. A little cough here, a little cough there. Um, yeah, oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, Iraq. Um, but yeah, the 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 air is uh, we're at a a four twenty seven right now. The worst the air can be is a five hundred on the scale, and uh, parts of Easton were registering a five hundred uh, two hours ago. And that was and that. But I think Easton, like, you know, yeah, Easton's normally like a four fifty. Yeah, base is four fifty. <laughs> yeah, so Easton it's got up to five hundred. dust. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the air is, and, uh, all our sports got canceled. The running Phillies we were supposed to do tonight got canceled. Um, you and I weren't working, but, um, uh, tomorrow night, who knows? It might get canceled. Uh, we're supposed to host Mr. Devante Smith and, uh, company, Jalen Hurts, Chad Ochocinco, um, T- Terrell Owens, a uh, whole bunch of people on Saturday at Coca-Cola Park. And they're not going to do that for shits and giggles. Well, um, Jermaine, who is a high school friend of mine who's throwing, putting the whole thing together, he represents uh, Devante. He called me today and he's like, how's the uh, air there? I'm like, it's awful. Hmm. And he's like, oh, fuck. He goes, I can't be bringing Jalen Hurts, the most, <laughs> the highest paid quarterback in the league, to play softball and that shit. I'm like, yeah. Probably not. So we're gonna play it. He's gonna call me tomorrow to see how it is. And um, I know uh, 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 that sucks. That's a big deal. That thing. I know. I know. And I was looking forward to it because um, it was fun last year. But hopefully, it it's the it all blows away from rain or something. I but. hope so. I got a concert that night. What do you got that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 um, oh, yeah, Levitt Pavilion show. Uh, hopefully, well, I, we'll see what Friday looks like. This is not good cycling weather. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I also said tonight. Yeah, Friday could be. You can't really cycle. I, yeah, I think breathing is required when you're sprinting for like sixty laps. Yes. So Although some guy was still out there, you know, on my I way home, like riding his bike. I'm like, that. dude. I, I hate him even in, in good weather, <laughs> let alone this smoke. <laughs> 
My eyes are currently burning um, still, but I'm a sensitive little boy who doesn't sit around campfires often. So, yeah, um, but, but the thing is, the beautiful thing about a campfire is every now and then you got to get up to take a whiz and you get a nice breath of fresh air mm, when you walk into the tree yeah, line. Yeah. There, there's none of that now. Uh, we have a um, no tree line. We have proof that it was bad. It's not just me saying it. It's not just you saying it. Uh, our friend, uh, for many years, we finally got to meet in person. Chunk 85 in the group chat, Daria came, was driving through, uh, town. So we stopped to say hello, took a picture. It's in the group chat. He said, hi, squeezer. Hi to me. Uh, witnessed the apocalyptic air. Oh, is it there now? I looked earlier and I didn't. Yeah. He he, he put it up there. You look so handsome. Oh, thanks. I look like all forehead and face, and like I don't want to take a picture, but well, it's a beautiful forehead and face. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's something. Uh, but uh, E Rock is commenting on all our SEN swag. We're totally swagged it's, out, and, and it's not it's not like we had all this stuff, but we made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get uh, patches, and we make it ourselves from China. Um, but I'm not wearing an SEN hat. I'm wearing a ninety uh, a hat representing the 96 uh, Phillies in the All-Star game. And it's been lucky. I put it on for the first time ever Saturday, and the Phillies have not lost since. We were there Monday, Squeezer. I am sunburn-ish. I am sunburned very bad. Uh, it what was... Oh, is it? I got a nice base from working on my deck. It started uh, adjacent fast in Atlantic City, where we saw Blink One Eight Two. I didn't even talk about that last week, did I? Uh, no. Oh, we went to adjacent fast in Atlantic City, and adjacent to it was it, it was a word that had the letters A and C next to it in it, <laughs> and it was adjacent Wait. to the ocean. It was oh. on the beach. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Do, do they stress that? Like, because I'd be curious. I'm like, excuse me, what is this adjacent to? So Pat from Live Nation filled me in because the original uh, um, date was on Blink's tour when they announced it, but the tickets weren't for sale. So I asked Pat what it was, and he's like, "We're trying to recreate what we did for Warp Tour," and um, they did. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Paramore was headline night one. Um, Blink-182 with Tom, Headline Night 2. It was a fucking awesome time. So that's where the first start of the sunburn came. And then building that shed, probably where it builds up on. Um, Such manly things. Oh, facing yeah. the south, too, by the way. You had no shade there. That's true. That is true. It's a lovely shed, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have somewhere. Uh, but uh, we, a uh, uh, lovely, lovely fr uh, person, and uh, I hope he's having a safe trip. Um, he's doing a driving gig right now, and he was coming through the beautiful Lehigh Valley. So he stopped by our wonderful SEN studios in uh, downtown Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm I mean, according to the Bible, Squeezer, and yeah. whatever's in the Bible is true. I don't think that was downtown, true. though. I thought it was, like, out in the manger. I'm not a historian or a geographer. <laughs> Actually, we're not downtown. We are we could have been. We could Our studio could be on the site Jesus was born. Oh, it could be. Yeah. It's by the airport, so you'd think they flew in from Nazareth. Well, you probably drove. Nazareth isn't too far. That's true. Yeah. Depending you know, on... I could, you, could, you could ride a donkey from Bethlehem to Nazareth. 
Yeah, you, long. yeah, just, you go just up 512. And then 512. Well, 191, 512, yeah, and cut right over. Yeah. It takes right to Airport Road. <laughs> you get some cheese on the way. You could have. They shut down. Yeah, I, I know. Now all you can get is some frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> oh, Bible humor. Ugh. So that was, that was nice of anyone who, this is just anyone who wants to stop by, I guess. Just go yes. ahead, because. Uh, Christy, our operations manager, was very worried uh, Daria was going to kill us. No. I mean, I think she's worried them to kill you. Yeah, well, eventually you will, but um, she's like, you don't even know him. I'm like, we know him. She's like, but you never met him. And we're like, listen. How do you meet people? How do you meet people? All right. he's You meet people by meeting him, and we're meeting him. So Relax. Yeah, uh, uh, E-Rock asks, to get to Fishtown without all that jive, I suggest you drive on the I-95. That's a, that's a uh, what's his name? G-Love, I believe. G-Love and Special Sauce Squeezer. Fishtown, Fishtown is an up-and-coming, nice little town in Philadelphia. And it's we always stay on the on, uh, Penn's Landing. And mm-hmm. walk up to Fishtown because that's where the fucking barcade is. That's where the Fillmore is, the music hall, the comedy hall, the bowling hall. Um, Penn, uh, uh, Dave and Buster's is right there on Penn's Landing. Fishtown is the city to be. Yeah, ish. You are fucking welcome anytime. But we got to. I was talking to Daria today. We got to have the meetup. We got to. We got to rent the Whitehall Mall. And have that meet up, the rad years, the the gathering of the Radomaniacs, like the gathering of the Juggalos. Sean needs to be there, ish. Fucking uh, E Rock. Um, yeah. Squeezer. Well, you should be there. Oh. Uh, I. And and then from Fishland, you can take a nice little jaunt over into Kensington. You don't want to go to Kensington, everybody. It's a farmer's market. I keep reading. It's an open-air farmer's market. Um, oh, yeah, Kensington Beach. Enjoy it. Follow them on Instagram to see what it's really like. No, but uh, Autumn and uh, Brian have to come from Pittsburgh. They're, like, so close, and they need to drive across Pennsylvania and come come see us. Oh, God. It's dangerous, though, because you will get bored to death. We'll keep you occupied. Well, the, the drive, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Heather from uh, from um, San Francisco. Uh, we need I need a snack. Needs to come up from uh, Texas. Um, Jason Regan, Joe, of course. Joe needs to come from the Bay Area. I mean, that's a that's a long haunt, a jaunt. But why? I mean, to come here though, you you could say you were at the place with the worst air quality in the United States. For uh, 24 straight hours. That's true. You could say that. Uh, uh, Mark Ferris. Wikipedia one day. Of the uh, the beautiful prince of Mr. Ferris. You need to come. Melissa. I think she's down in the Carolinas. Um, Nostalgia Addicts all the way out in Seattle. Eh, fucking E-Rock from Texas. Eric from Texas has been here multiple times, but he would never miss a meetup. Um because we need Eric from Texas and Eric from Connecticut, E Rock from Connecticut there. 
And Sean coming straight out from the MIA. And we're all going to just go to Yakos, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and, and chill in the Whitehall Mall. And I figured, like, we should do a podcast, but then have it, like, open mic, let everybody input, and just be like, hey, talk about that. And, or, or, and then jo- Joe gets the mic and just turns me into an impression jukebox. A ba- I'm sorry, oh, Asterix, oh, bad impression jukebox for an hour. <laughs> oh, wait. I wasn't paying attention. I was reading things. Did 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 Ish get the invite? Oh, yeah, Ish was the first. Ish oh, was okay. up there. Ish was. Oh, good. That's where I I just kind of tuned. Like, oh, we're listing things. <laughs> People. Trexer Town's uh, uh, truck stop um, is is right by my, is right by my house, Eric. The Burger King's a little bit like four miles down the road, three miles on the road. But the Trexer Town trucks truck stop is right up my ass it's there it's by squeezers well your your parents moved right yeah they don't live there they used to live a little bit closer than me like half a mile i remember when that truck stop was a real truck stop (laughs) i think e-rock does too just a shady phone booth like the one like trinity puts her hand against right before a truck smashes into it (laughs) i've got a bad i've got i got bad news for e-rock and you too squeezer uh-oh. They tore down that Taco Bell, that teal and purple Taco Bell, one of the last standing ones. It even had one of those drop your quarter in and try and get it through the water on the platform. Oh, I know. And they built it. It's finally up. I, we were at Aruga's the other day, and it's turned into one of those new oh. wooden cantina ugh, Taco Bell. I know. I drive Pat. I That's my way home every night. Mm. I go that way. You go Route 100? Yeah. Oh. It's faster at night. Just, just slow down when you hit the elementary school and then fire mm. it right back up. Fire it right back up. You they st- sit there. Even though it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, they still sit there just waiting. <laughs> I sure they do. Um, waiting, though, because my cousin's looking for a transfer. I'm like, do you know my cousin? He's a state cop, too. And they're like, oh, go right ahead, sir. Go as fast as you'd like. My cousin is in that barracks, Matt. Oh, nice. Yeah. that's That barracks got raided today by the morning call is... The most traffic stops in PA out of all the state police barracks. Oh, I, I mean, that's been known. Well, between that one and the uh, when it was uh, Colonial Regional. Oh, yeah. That was a fucking nightmare out there. Well, South Whitehall's still the worst. Mm-hmm. It's, got, it's fucking. Ugh. Yeah, it's a racket. Yeah. Uh,. That being said, it was a fun... Um... They're like John Candy and nothing but trouble. <laughs> exactly. It was fun meeting Daria. Chunk 85 today. Uh, we you know, we want to meet and chill with all you guys because we're, like, we're all like the same of the same... Cut from the same cloth, I'd say. But uh, another sad news this morning, Squeezer. Oh, Traurig. What? I uh, just the only thing I ever learned in German class when he held up a flashcard said Traurig and it was a sad face. Oh well, sad Traurig for the death of Iron Sheik Baba. I don't want to offend anyone when I say this, but I hope he's up in heaven, humbling Jesus, fucking him in the ass right now. <laughs> well, I don't think he goes to the same one. Yeah, he's there. He's uh, he's Islamic, I believe. I, I, so he's yeah. fucking Muhammad in the ass. Sorry, I'm probably gonna get a fatwa on me for saying that. Crap, that <laughs> RK of the Rad Years podcast. 
He's got to humble someone up there. Bunch of drabronis. Oh, he was the man. He was, and he lives on. The actor who plays him on Young Rock is fantastic. Uh, so he lives on through. Yeah. Through that, and um, it's it's sad because I like when you're in like your twenties when he was doing like all the like the Howard and like ONA appearances and just pissing himself, and he thought it was funny. You know, now he was I'm like, hysterical oh. now, on Howard. Now I'm like now I'm kind of like sad for it. No, but apparently that's what kept him alive. That newfound fame he got from Howard Stern. Oh, sure. Um, he lived for that, Bubba. And uh, his, uh, I, I still, I still love the fact that the uh, when they did the gimmick battle royale, he won. He won, and <laughs> he won because they couldn't figure out. <laughs> they realized he couldn't get over the top. Yeah, they ropes. couldn't get him on the top rope. Okay, Sheik's gonna have to win. Sheiky baby's gonna have to win it. And who doesn't love Sheiky Baby? Come on. They brought him back. We were just talking. Well, I was talking to Daria today about it. He went to WrestleMania Seven because he he grew up in Los Angeles. That's awesome. And um, he was back with uh, Sergeant Slaughter as uh, what the hell was yep. it? It was General Adnan and Colonel Mustafa. That's what it was. Who would have thought though? Yeah, like all the wrestlers that die early. And for the Sheik to make it to 81. I know. It's pretty good. That's saying Well, he, he probably, I mean, he probably juiced. Oh, sure. But he probably, I mean, no, no. He got arrested for smoking weed with Axel Jim Duggan outside of Madison Square Garden. What am I thinking? I was going to say he probably was pretty clean, but no, no, he wasn't. Uh, I humble you and fuck you in the ass. And- but what a fucking story, though. I mean, like that. Like he was like a legit killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. He like won. The, he was an Olympic gold no. medalist. Yeah. He won the Olympics for Team Iran. But yeah. Well, he was an Iranian body. He had to flee the country to save his life. Yeah. He does. He did have someone helping write his account, but it was all. Most of it was shit he said, and they just would filter it for inst- oh, for, for Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, Jake pointed out today his best tweet ever. Hulk Hogan is not a Durbani. April Fool's his biggest Durbani. <laughs> uh, they they showed the origin of uh, Rock stealing Durbani from the Sheik. He in the show Young Rock he asked him if he could steal it. Hey, chasing plastic. Happy Wednesday. Hi, we're we're all in this together. We're talking, you know. This what this is probably one of my favorite research shows I've done in a while. Um, and at first, like when we talked the other night, you're like, "Do you have any picks?" I'm like, "I've got a million movie picks, but I have no idea what we're gonna talk about." And then I just started letting the the memory flood over me of '93, and I'm like, "Okay, listen, I remember this. I remember I remember this." And then once I realized. I got it. There's stories that go along with all my picks, but there were things that like dawned on me and I'm like, Oh fuck, that was 93. This is perfect. And it all came together. And this was a fun show to pull together. I don't know if it was the same for you. It was, it was weird. Cause like I, I have very specific memory. 93 was a big year for me. Like I, I'm not a, I'm not a surgeon or a psychologist or anyone with some kind of fancy degree saying i'm smart at things but like they say like there's a certain age where like you like 
your personality forms and that's I would say 92, 93, and 94. Are, I've said that in a show before. Yeah. 92, 93, 94 are the biggest years of my life. Yeah. 93 I can pin like it, it's for some reason it's this like uh I can drop a pin in it. Like this is a year. It's so meaningful. I I think my, a lot of it might have came from Jurassic Park coming out. It's 100% Jurassic Park. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, we remember that shit. And also, I, I was 10. And at that point, you go, it's like, that might have been, I, I can't confirm. I don't have the same uh, weird little uh, serial killer book you have. But, like, it was probably, like, that age where it's like, I could ride the bike across the busy street and go to a friend's house. Like, it was, you could leave. It was a little more, like, freedom. Like, it just. Yeah, we. we all those little um, things. We yeah, I was probably so. Uh, nine the summer of ninety one was when we finally like left the yard and hung out with Vincent, and then like after that I met Matt down. Matt moved in the, down the street, and then I would hang out with that was like ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. I would hang out with him, and that was that was like when we would go like explore and just constantly play outside. Yeah. And then after that, like 95, 96, 97, it was like, like you ride your bike to tunes and you're doing more like adult, but they're not adult things. Like you're going, you're riding it across the busy streets without telling your parents because your parents don't give a fuck. Yeah. And you're, you're going to like, you're running errands, but your errands are getting like Jolt and Slim Jim. Yeah. Are getting like, yeah, like a, like Snapple yeah, for me. And yeah, Jolt Cola and a uh, hot pot, bit, make XL Hot Pockets at the, at the Luxie's Ooh. market. Yeah. So, um, I would agree with that. And that's why I was like 30 years ago, not summer of 93. Like, it, no, that doesn't make sense. That I know, right? Cubely, like, like Jurassic Park does not feel like a movie that's 30 years old. No. Like when Jurassic Park came out, a movie that was 30 years old was from 1963. And when you watched a movie from 1963, you knew it was a movie from 1963. Yeah. Unless it was like Kubrick, like it looked dated. Yeah. Listen, dude, I'm not trying to pop your burst your bubble, but uh, Kubrick dude. looked dated. Come on. <laughs> Especially Barry Lyndon. Fuck, that looked like it was from the 1200s. Maybe it was intentional. Shot on, shot via camera light. No, I know. I was, that was the joke. Oh, okay. It was meant to look like... He shot it via candlelight on film. Uh, well, even like Star Wars from the 70s, like still, you could still watch it, but you still know it was from the 70s, right? Uh, Star Wars might have been a little different. There's nothing really in Jurassic Park that like screams, "Hey, this is a movie from the night." The effects still hold up. There's no like, I mean, maybe the computers that Nadri's using, but you could like think that it was a movie shot now that like yeah. they made look like '90s. True, and even like the cars, like, well, because they 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 beefed up and roided up the Explorer to a point where it almost looks like a modern Explorer. Yeah, they they made them. They made them. Where it's like all look like like toys like th like they were like toyetic as as they would say yeah and that jeep looks manly the jeep looks really no different from jeeps now no it looks better it's yeah it does look better shit. yeah it doesn't have like punisher logos on it <laughs> uh, oh oh man they, they should redo it and when they hit the tree branch all the squeaky ducks go flying off the windshield 
What is with the Punisher logos? I saw some truck, some Jeep Look, in the fucking... I, I am a Punisher fan. So am I, but they ruin I, I'm it. A, I'm a Punisher fan because I understand like the twisted psychology of it. it it's the, the double standard, the weird, like, he's... I wouldn't even call him an anti-hero. He's a he's a he's a villain. Guy. He's a villain. He's Captain America said it in Civil War. Um, he's a terribly mentally ill person that needs help. Yeah. Um, but I go I get him, Red. Of, but that doesn't mean I'm not a fan of his story. I was talking <laughs> to our goddamn our god. It sounds awful. Say our intern. Uh, today he asked me because he came into my office. Which one? There's like fifty oh, of them now. Uh, the, I don't know the new one. Uh, the, not <laughs> the one with the, one, the the one with the shirt tucked in, or the one with the shirt tucked no, out. The, the one with the shirt tucked out. Okay. He walks into my office. He's like, "Oh, you like Star Wars too?" I'm like, "Do you? Are you old enough to know what Star Wars is?" You feel like we, Tony Stark when uh, Spider-Man's like, "I remember that old movie, Empire Strikes Back." Yeah. Um. And we started talking, and I, I, I licked this kid immediately. Did you say you licked him? Liked him. Liked him. Um, okay, I was gonna, I, about, I, as your boss, um, Squeezer, I can't have you licking the interns. No. Um, we started talking about uh, Ahsoka coming out, and he's excited for it. I'm like, I am too. I think they're going to do a great job with it. And he started going off about how much he couldn't stand Boba Fett. And he's like, and at the same time, we're like, he's like, and this kid, I don't know, what is he, 19, 20? I don't know who you're even talking about. I, I don't know. But he's like, he's a villain. I'm like, yes. It's like they tried to make him like a hero or an anti-hero. And they like, they, they like, Boba Fett's a, a bad guy. Listen, don't go getting a new best friend. I'm going to break up any Star future Star Wars talk with this guy. <laughs> he's not taking like my him. role in the rat ears. Also, Joe mentioned that you look so handsome in the pick in the chat. And Thanks, I, I, I second that. You were very That's handsome. me on, on the maintaining the downswing. Yep. Wish we would have taken that picture like. Four months earlier, before they all went to hell. You I'm didn't like, go to hell. Look at how handsome you are. You look uh, like no, a I, male model. I look awkward. Who am I looking at? Why is my nose so big? Why do my teeth look so big? <laughs> my hat looks like it's 40 feet in the air up my big fucking head. Like an Ian hat. Yeah. Nonetheless. Oh, but yeah, he, Punisher is uh, not someone to be idolized. No. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Um, we saw, or I know we're, we're going on the half hour. We saw Across the Spider-Verse this past weekend. Oh, yes. Lovely picture. I loved it. I fucking loved it. Nice. Early reviews. <laughs> Early reviews for Flash and Indiana Jones, however. <laughs> um, we Apparently, there's a tagline from Indiana Jones, and it makes you look fondly on Crystal Skull. No. Yeah. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it could be that bad. I, I mean, I heard it got a good standing ovation from Cannes, but... Yeah, but sometimes they do that just because they're paid to do it. <laughs> I mean, the what are the French now? Sorry, no, he's French. <laughs> um, um, but I don't. And I'll also, I so hear, like, is getting generally. Is it? Did you yeah. read it? Did you read any reviews? No, most of them were like, "Hey, it's pretty." 
where, where did I read it? It's like, oh, this is a best uh, fucking Flash movie since Into the Spider-Verse. Or Across the Spider-Verse. Or... Uh, yeah, De I... Deadline gave it a great review. Deadline said, this is what super movies should be, and blah, blah, blah. But... Um, Okay, so Matt Zoller-Zeitz at RogerEbert.com said, "This the movie puts a lot of thought into what it wants to say and not enough thought into how it says it. <laughs> hmm. Kevin Marr of the Times UK says, a morally speculous movie that's mostly about reflogging the cultural canon of an entertainment conglomerate. <laughs> Fucking British people. That's a lot of big words. The film's parade of remember this and jokes make it the opposite of a reset. It's more like a scratched record. Although it's not without some fun moments, The Flash often substitutes cameos for genuine thrills and general aura of exhaustion hovers over all of it. Oof. Well, uh, look, I'm going with, like, this is because it reached my goal in life, which uh, Molly Freeman from Screener wrote, The Flash is a passable multiverse superhero movie. Th that's me. <laughs> Like that's my goal in life. Just make things passable. Hmm. It's 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 very passable. Let me know if I'm getting there. Yeah. Listen, I'm still fucking excited for it. Um, come on, it's got it's yeah. got fucking Ben Affleck as Batman and Michael Keaton as Batman. I mean, you put fucking um, the Twilight Kid in there, and I'm full on hard for the th my th three favorite Batman. Even if you could raise fucking. Uh, Adam West. Adam West. Robin, get me the bat shark repellent. How great would that be if they just kind of cut that in? Use the old footage somehow? Yeah. Yeah. Barry. He's just hanging upside down for no good reason. Somehow we're on a helicopter over the ocean. I oh, can't do it. Fuck. I get it. And the, uh, Only if I repeat lines from the movie can I do Adam West. Barry, get me the bat. Sure. I lost it. I totally lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ish said Spider-Verse was okay. I enjoyed it, but nothing too spectacular. I I, I liked so Indiana Jones uh, apparently is is garbage. Um but Spider-Verse was I liked it a lot. I really did. And um I know it's a, a half of a movie because the other it's part one. Even though they're they're fucking strangely not calling it part one. But some of the merch you see says part one, but I guess they're calling the next one beyond the Spider-Verse. But it's okay. it's very much ends like abruptly. But n like like Fast X ended abruptly and I had no idea they were doing a second. I knew they were doing like a threequel to this one. But man, it is gorgeous. And I was a big fan. You know how we talked a couple months ago what a big fan I was of the 2099 uh, Marvel imprint. Um. And you know all the I posted on my Instagram all my Spider Man twenty ninety nine books. Miguel O'Hara, I love his character and what and fuck man. Thirty years ago when I was buying those books, I never would have thought I mean, we used to like dreamcast an X Men movie because we never thought we'd see an X Men movie, but I never would have thought I'd see a fucking Spider Man twenty nine nine in a in the movie. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't. Raiders of the Lost Ark is amazing. Spider-Verse is good, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is amazing. I'm hoping Shankweiler's, Shanks, our local drive-in pairs, 
either Last Crusade or Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. with uh, what is it called, Dial of Destiny? Yeah. Well, you told me it would be weird if I went to a drive-in all by myself, but if Last Crusade's playing at the drive-in, call me weird. Well, it's funny you said that. So when we were at Spider Verse, there was this kid there. Um, by himself and he was asking us like if he's parked okay and like following the rules because he's never been before and he came from out of town and he was by himself here's a review of indiana jones oh no 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 i was really looking forward to this one out of all the movies this june that was the one i'm like i can't wait for this it says this isn't the goodbye which harrison ford deserves I'm still going to see it and love it. Here's one. <laughs> it's all pretty goofy and laborious over its 142-minute run, running time. Oh, God. It's exhausting. Uh, over long, no thrills, and no fun. Huh. Basically, Dial of Destiny is just a compendium of old bits from the earlier films. That it, it ends at all is a blessing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Why are why are a chasing a thing that drove your father crazy exactly our question Indiana Jones why why okay why are a chasing a thing that drove your father crazy exactly I think they meant to say why are you chasing a thing that drove your father crazy exactly our question Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is a wild goose chase that goes nowhere it isn't all doom and disaster but it's dispiritingly dull. Does he swing on vines with monkeys? Uh, I don't think there's any aliens. I don't know. Okay. Because that, that was... Sucked. I mean, if it's worse than that, I just... Oof. Fun isn't the most accurate way to describe its excessive antics. There's never a dull moment, but all the globe-trotting hullabaloo does verge on exhausting. It's sitting at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. I mean, it's still better than Crystal Skull, so. Is it, though? Uh, I'm looking up right now. Oh, wait, no. Well, this is Rotten Tomatoes, which somehow they gave Crystal 77. Skull. 77. It's fresh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The audience score is 53. Okay, now, now you want to now you wanna believe the critics. No, no, uh, I never believe the critics, no. ever. I, I'm sorry. Crystal Skull, they, they rank it above... Uh, Temple of Doom, which got seventy six percent, which I'm mm. I'm sorry. And look, Raiders is great, but I think Last Crusade's fucking. Eh, I think Raiders is the best of all of them. As a as a movie, as like a a uh, like yeah, if you were like in the Academy and we had to pick one, it's like oh yes, this this is a film, all right, Raiders. But as like just the fun of it and the awesomeness, yeah, Last Crusade. Uh, Raiders is pretty fun. <laughs> I love them both. Fun. Don't get me wrong, but I'm I'm gonna put Raiders ahead of Last Crusade. Here's my question for you: How many times have you seen Crystal Skull? Once. Me too. Yep. Does it deserve a rewatch? I no, no. I are can't. you sure? I don't. Ooh, wow. You're, are you daring me to watch Crystal I, Skull? I'm daring both of us because I only saw it once too. I saw it in the theater and I was like, that was shit. Yeah, I saw it in theaters and I absolutely hated it. I saw it. In the th- I, I hated it from the very beginning because it opens up with that shot of him like at that airfield. Yeah, I know. I know it how it opens. Weird, uncanny, 
depth of field that made no sense. Okay, well, listen. Relax on that film it's jargon. It's terrible. Visually, it's horrific. All right. So, to, all right. Telling Spielberg he's horrific. 2008. It, you do it every show. That's my shtick is what I'm telling oh, Sorry. 2008. You can see the clipping of the green screen. It's almost 20 years. It's 25 years. Right? 2008 to now is 25 years. What? No. Yeah. Am I wrong? 15 years. 15 years. Is it? Yeah. Let me do the math. So you take... Oh, yeah. You can't be... It's 2023. It can't be 20. <laughs> Listen, that's why you're on the show. To uh, to, fix, for the math? For the math. Yeah. Yeah. Why would it be 25 years? That would be... I, That'd make us way older. It's 15 years. What do you got? What, 15 years is still a long time. So it is a long time. I did not think it was that old. So we have not seen the movie in 15 years. I, you saw it in the theater, right? Uh, Yeah. So so did I. And I never watched it again. I think... I want to say I saw it at uh, Carmike. I, I, it wasn't Carmike. It was called Rave Theater. But yes, I saw it. No, Carmike. Oh, you did see it at the Carmike. At the Carmike. I saw it at the Rave. At the promenade. Promenade even exist back then? It did. Oh, it did, yeah, because Mrs. Squeezer worked there. That's yes. Right. So I saw it at the rave. Um, she was a florist. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I think for homework for next week, we have to watch Crystal Skull. Uh, where is it? It's on Disney+. Plus. Okay, I can do that. I'm like, if it's on like some shit that I don't have, I'm not giving them money. For no, me. they all, all the Indiana Jones plus the young... Chronicles of Indiana oh, Jones. That, that's right, because it kept popping up. Came to Disney Plus. What that was, and like, you know oh, what? Here's what here's stuff. what I say. Kudos to Disney. I did not think they're gonna go. Uh, e Rock says Last Crusade is the best. We just chose. I agree. That's goddamn hey, right. Bruce, e okay. Um, I I I I did not think Disney would ever venture to get to pay money to these studios to get movies it didn't have the rights to, but they did. They got all the Spider-Mans and the Venoms and Indiana Jones. And I'm like, all right, now you're making it worth our while, you know, mm -hmm. going out and getting other, other stuff. So you're not just resting on your Disney laurels. And it, it, to be fair, it's probably cheaper than making some bullshit series that you can after one season. True. That being said, we should probably HBO. No, I understand what you're talking about. We should probably talk about uh, what what we're here for. Yeah, because I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom soon. We're, yeah, we didn't even start the fucking show, Squeeze. I know. Uh, we are talking about television from 1993, and I think I am first on. Uh... I believe so. Yeah, because you went last last week. All right, so I'm going first this week, and no, you went last 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 week, didn't you? Did I? Doesn't what matter. Was last week? I'm going first. <laughs> so here's my first pick. Here we go with your King of the Ring report right here on Monday Night Raw. Inside one weekend counting. This Sunday night, live from the heart of America. It's the first ever King of the Ring. Call your local cable company right now for the action that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock out of the West Coast. This is one pay-per-view event you can't possibly miss. The main event is huge. 
five-time World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan defends for the first time since WrestleMania 9 against his 505-pound challenger, Yokozuna. Then, on to the King of the Ring tournament itself, with the Elite Eight making it to the opening round of this unique one-night single elimination tourney. Winners advance, and ultimately, one of these eight men will be crowned the King of the Ring in an actual coronation. Ah, King of the Ring, the first ever pay-per-view King of the Ring, Squeezer. Mm. This was a big deal. I remember being like, so there was four big pay-per-views. There was WrestleMania, obviously, then SummerSlam, then Survivor Series, then Royal Rumble. Nothing else. There was no other pay-per-views. Then they added King of the Ring, the fifth pay-per-view. And then, obviously, they would add the In Your House events, and then there would be one every month. But like the big events used to be all four, and then this was the fifth. So it was a big deal that they're adding a fifth pay-per-view. In June, this happened to be June 13th, 1993, and it was two days after my last day of school, Squeezer. Okay. So our last day of school, no, our last day of school, was three, it was three days. Our last day of school is Thursday. And I think we had like a field day. No, maybe it was a field day Thursday and half day Friday. It was something like that. Anyway, it was the first Sunday after the last day of school. And I was allowed to stay up and watch because obviously it's the beginning of summer vacation. What a better way to kick off your summer vacation than a fucking WWF pay-per-view with Hulk Hogan as the fucking champion after he won the WrestleMania 9 paper. I think I was like the last person watching WWF at this point. <laughs> the attendance of the venue was 6,500 people. at uh, In Dayton, Ohio, they did it. 65, wow. Yeah. yeah it, it, was, it was the beginning of the end of Hulkamania and the beginning of the end of the WWF era. Hulk would then go next the next following year to WCW and he would meander there for like the lowest of the lows in wrestling till uh, he would the uh, Kevin Nash and um, Scott Hall would leave WWF to join WCW in 1996, in which Hulk Hogan turned into a bad guy. So three years after this, he would be the end, formation of the NWO Squeezer. Because oh. that Bash at the Beach show was like three years after this exactly. So this was the the beginning of the the lull in wrestling where everyone dropped out except me. <laughs> and then when he formed MWO, that was the beginning of the upturn in wrestling. Because for 83 weeks, Nitro beat Raw. And then, uh, then WrestleMania 13 happened. And that Raw afterwards where Mr. McMahon was officially born. Mm-hmm. That was the last time Raw uh, Nitro beat Raw consecutively. <laughs> so anyway, I'm talking about King of the Ring. So I guess they did mm-hmm. King of the Rings before, but they're more at house show squeezer. Because of course we had King, King Haku and King Duggan and most famously Macho King and King Harley Race and most famously Macho King Randy Savage. Yeah, he ran with it as a gimmick. Yeah, but it all came from the King of the Rings at house shows. It was never a pay-per-view event. 
1993, they decide to make it a fifth, uh, a fifth pay-per-view. And it was, uh, they only did, um, a handful of these as pay-per-views until, and then, then, uh, I think they got rid of, but I think Triple H is bringing it back, right? I'm not 100% sure if he did or not. Uh, I don't know if it was back. There there was debate. If, is it coming back? Hang on. It doesn't matter. Listen, it's not important to what this is. So uh, it was a tournament, and the weeks leading up to the pay-per-view, there was qualifying matches on like Superstars and Challenge and Raw to get into the King of the Ring tournament. And, um, oh, sorry, but, uh, it was scheduled for May and then it was going to be in Saudi Arabia and they scrapped it and turned it into the night of champions. Ah, okay. So that's how close I follow the current product. Yeah. Uh, assuming that they had it all set and then someone over there uh, with a lot of money said, you know what? I'd really prefer night of champions. And they're like, okay, right. night of champions. It is. So um, the tournament was Bret Hart had a bye, obviously, because he's the best wrestler. Razor Ramon took on Tito Santana. Mr. Perfect took on Doink the Clown. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll go through. Razor Ramon won against Tito. Uh, Mr. Perfect won against Doink. Uh, Mr. Hughes won against Kamala, the Uganda giant. Uh, Jim Duggan beat Papa Shango. Bam Bam Bigelow beat Typhoon. Lex Luger beat Bob Backlund, and Tatanka beat Giant Gonzalez. Man, does that not scream fucking new generation, that lineup right there? <laughs> wow. Yes. Why do you think I love this fucking pay-per-view so much? <laughs> then Bret Hart beat Razor Ramon in the quarterfinals. Mr. Perfect beat Mr. Hughes, setting up one of the best fucking matches in the history of mat- pay-per-view matches. Jim Duggan um, lost to Bam Bam Bigelow, and... Uh, Lex Luger and Tatanka ended in a 15-minute draw, which gave Bam Bam Bigelow a a uh, buy against Lex Luger and Tatanka, probably because Lex Luger didn't want a job to Bam Bam Bigelow. I really don't know. This was before. This is when he was still the um, narcissist. Yeah. He he wouldn't go on to be the All-American Lex Luger till next month when he, uh, July, well, not even next month. This is prior to the aircraft carrier. It was, yeah, that was on July 4th. So that was like my other thing. I was going to pick that because we watched that and my brother and I, well, my brother watched it because he's like, he was like into like America and shit in the war and I was just like <laughs> into wrestling. So then Bret Hart beat Mr. Perfect in a great fucking match and then Bam Bam didn't beat anyone and then Bam Bam and Bret had an okay match. Bret carried him and Bret, Won the King of the Ring. And then I was so pissed as a kid watching. I, I remember watching being, what are they doing? Because the King, Jerry Lawler, went up and destroyed all the, the coronation shit. And I'm like, what are they doing? I, like, I thought it was like a title. <laughs> and I was so pissed as a kid. I was like, what? Are, he's destroying it. They're ruining it, everything. Um, so I was very upset. I watched this by myself because none of my friends were into wrestling anymore at this point. And, um, yeah, well, we had we had the pay-per-view channel open free because of my dad. So, yeah, I just went down and was able to stay up. I was I remember specifically what t- watching the TV and seeing the king like and being upset about it. And my parents went to bed at this point. So I just stayed up the rest of the night. 
It was summer vacation. Yeah. But I was like uh, one of only maybe um, 10,000 people in the country who watches them. <laughs> and you didn't pay for it. <laughs> I didn't even pay for it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, King of the Ring. When you said I knew you were going to pick that, was it because like you knew I watched it? Yes, because right. it, it's new... It, new generation and well i was i was like the only one that watched it yeah i didn't get in the wwf really big till 91 so i was still like fucking into it at this point um you weren't watching at this point right no i was probably like uh uh, when was that 89 90 91 92 okay uh just because the people who babysat us like they had a kid that was a year older than me and he was all into it so i just you know, played with all his uh, figures and he's the one that got all the pay-per-views for not all the pay-per-views but especially his birthday was always in, was like january or february so they would throw his birthday party on uh, royal rumble so yeah, wow. royal rumble yeah all right um here is your first pick tuesday an NBC premiere for Saved by the Bell fans wondering if they'll ever see Zach, Slater, Screech, and Kelly again. <laughs> you better believe it. Guess who's here? It's Saved by the Bell, the college years. The original cast in an all-new show. Whoop, there it is. It's the new school of fresh comedy filled with high style and new friends. It's that Tory Spelling look that's in right now, that Saved by the Bell, the college years premieres Tuesday on NBC. On NBC. Oh, yeah. It, it's hard to believe this show only had 19 episodes. Yeah, for me, it felt like there was tons. I I, I mean, fuck, man. I, we, my brother and I were so excited when they say This is September, then? Uh, Early September? No, it was uh, May. Was it May? Yeah, it launched in the spring. It ran through the uh. summer. Uh, which could be a reason. So I, I'm, I think Saved by the Bell was ending, and they just wanted to keep the pace going. Well, they brought in the new class, right, with Screech. Two, he was in both. Oh, I forgot about that. That was after this, though. Was it? I thought it was concurrent, but I, you could be right. Uh, I, I don't know why. The new class. Yeah, okay. No. So the pilot aired in May. It didn't return back until September. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So the pilot aired in May, and then it didn't pick up again till September. Then it ran two episodes were on September fourteenth, and then uh, it ran every week from September. That's right. Because I didn't watch the one in May, but my brother and I watched. The, so they re-aired the pilot like the Sunday night before, and then mm-hmm. um, on September fourteenth they ran the next episode yeah i i remember uh because i i didn't watch in may but my brother and i definitely watched in september yeah i i remember watching with my sister because we were like very excited about it and it was one of those things where at this point i was 10 she was what eight and you know you, you don't get along per se right you your our interests are two completely different like, I'm in a Star Wars and Jurassic Park, and she's into, I don't know, whatever eight-year-old girls are into in 1993. Um, but 
uh, yeah, we were both into, we both loved Saved by the Bell. And then the college years, because of that, like, it was this weird bonding, almost. Like, we got along. It was, the only th- other time we got along was, like, TGIF. Hmm. You know, like, Saturday night, you know, you turn the TV on. Or uh, Friday night, you turn the TV. Eh, sometimes we watch Snick sometimes together. But that was mostly me. She didn't right. have much of an interest in it. Um, but yeah, it was basically a couple TV shows that we we didn't kill each other over. Well, yeah, we had that too. Um, and I definitely remember this being one. I know we were excited because it was like a prime time. It wasn't Saturday morning. And yeah. I, I know like they re-aired the May pilot. In, on Sunday night and then Tuesday night it like picked up again so we we got to like own the TV Tuesday nights and our parents had to you know let us go downstairs and watch our show on Tuesday nights yeah is that also what it is the the prime time aspect of it makes you feel a little more grown up yeah they premiered Batman the animated series the same way in prime time and same thing I I remember Viv- capital critters launching I've talked about this yeah, before and yeah. how amazed I was I got to watch a cartoon in prime time, because uh, at that point I don't think I was watching. Really and you're right, the new the class, yet. the new class started the year after college years. Uh, but that ran yeah, through I, 2000. Jesus Christ! Did it really? Wow. Well, it was probably they they didn't have to pay, you know. Screech. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was getting pipe. You probably let him live on the the lot. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in and peace, then dude. it was all everyone else. I don't know who else was on that show. Uh, what was the cast on? I that? know it was on, but like I remember big being at my weird fucking relatives in Harrisburg's house, mm-hmm. and they they would have like TNBC on. Remember TNBC, which had like California Dreams. Oh, that, remember that show? No, wait, Cal. Uh, hang on. You do remember TNBC? It was like uh, Teen I, NBC. I, I remember like seeing the promos for it and stuff, but I never watched it because I felt like it was for like attractive, cool people, and that wasn't me. Yeah, California Dreams ran from ninety two to ninety six, and then it would go into NBA Inside stuff. So, yeah. TNBC was a uh, a morning block that came on after um, cartoons. You never watched fucking... That's what Saved by the Bell was on for a while. The original one. But a lot of people watched Saved by the Bell in syndication. Yeah, it was syndicated. But we watched California Dreams. I watched all these shows on I mean, I'm sure TNBC. my sister did. It might have been on, but I, I tuned out. Mm. It wasn't really... Uh, I, I cared about Saved by the Bell just because I was like invested with these characters because I've been watching for so long. Yeah. And that's what was nice about the college years because it's like, oh, you're still like clinging on to right. that. and. Then they add in like the new characters, and then and and you just did didn't you used care. to watch Good Morning Miss Bliss reruns on Disney Channel? Yeah, and like you want to like you know you completely Bob Gullick's that. great, but there's no Mister Belding. Is that on Good Morning Miss Bliss? What's that? Did you watch Good Morning Miss Bliss? Oh, Bob Gullick was on College Years. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a football player and uh, yeah. So Good Morning Miss Bliss. It was what the original Say by the Bell show that was on Disney Channel that got mm-hmm. reworked and turned into Say by the Bell. With yeah. Haley no, Mills. I didn't. I don't. I don't think we watched that. Yeah, the reruns were on Disney Channel all the time, so. So it aired one I, season on Disney Channel, and then it was retooled to say by the Bell, which aired on NBC by Brandon Tartikoff. And occasionally they would get run in syndication too, but they were really weird because it was like almost the same cast, but not the same cast. Yeah, I I might have, but you know I'm I'm a dumb kid, so I probably didn't even realize what I was watching. Yeah, I rem- always remember those episodes and being like very strange. They would, um, they would, when they were on the syndication, they'd repurpose uh, it as a say by the bell. But on, um, so like they changed the open to the say by the bell open with the Haley Mills in it. But it was different. It was, and the school was in Indianapolis. <laughs> and uh, good morning, Miss Bless. Ah, uh, before yeah. they realized that so, kids don't care about they the they retooled the it to say by the bell the junior high years in syndication and they redid the intro to be the say by the bell intro but yes you're right kids didn't give a shit about that part of the country they wanted to see what kids were doing in california it's cool man um all right anything more in the college years there handsome It's just a good, 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 fun bonding. Not fight. I wouldn't even call it bonding. Nice, not fighting memories with my sister. All right. Well, here is my next pick. I might need to pan this out because I think it's on the left channel. Pan it out with the Raggy ears. Let's see. Lane and Antoine make their big screen debut. I'm riding you all the way back to Frisco. There you go. Go ahead and make my day. Catch the fun on In Living Color Sunday. Sunday. Time to go to work. It's the exciting adventures of the head detective. <laughs> In Living Color, an action-packed episode Sunday. Bye. Sunday, you're home alone again with Michael. Let me in. I've got some naked pictures of my sister. Who doesn't? Catch the fun on In Living Color Sunday. <laughs> Those, they're making fun of Michael Jackson being a child monster before it was cool. Uh, that's probably too when uh what was it what was I fourth grade? That's probably when it really started to Well guess what what movie came out this summer? We're not gonna talk Jurassic. about it. Trust me, we're not gonna talk about it next week. Big Willie. Jurassic Park? Big Willie. Oh. And that fucking stupid song came out and I fucking my brother and I fucking hated it. We hated Michael Jackson. <laughs> And it was like embarrassing to be a fan of Michael Jackson because he was a fucking pedophile. Everyone knew it back then. Uh, but in Living Color, man, I was watching in Living Color episodes a few weeks ago, and I at Don like all summer long in '93 Sunday nights we'd watch in Living Color and um, uh, Married with Children reruns. <laughs> it was like my dad's two favorite shows. He loved Married with Children, and like he put up with us watching in Living Color because he liked Jim Carrey, you know, the only white guy on the old black show. <laughs> Arthur Linwood, thank you guys for the show. Rad Years has been a bright spot for me during the last three years. My brother and I had a falling out three years ago. Oh, no, listening is much Aww. needed reminder of our talk. 
Oh man, our art. I hope you uh, you can make up with your brother. I my brother's one of the two most important people. Well, well, three of course, Enchantress, and then the three kitties. But like in my life, constantly, we've always been my brother and my sister, and my brother before my sister, even. You know. I'm not hurt. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> Sitting right here. Uh yeah, Chris is Chris is the best. And uh I hope I hope I'm glad our that Arthur that we can provide that niche for you, but I hope that, and, and if you need me to talk to him, me and Squeezer we could talk to him and, and pass yeah, things we'll up. Go. We'll be the moderators. We'll yeah. Well I'm, I wasn't threatening violence. I was saying we Oh. Yeah, don't not. crack your nut. Well, how how threatening are we? <laughs> what are we gonna do? So true. Right. It's, I uh, that's that's why my ability to uh, uh what, what's the word I'm looking for? Diffuse a situation. Like it's it's a skill set that I I truly. Yeah, we, we got from not wanting I have, to fight. It's either that or I have my face crushed in. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I massive drunken men in my face screaming at me because they tripped on a cable that they didn't trip over. And I just stood there like a gentleman. Man, I would have fucking... Spitting in my face. And I knew, it was, well, it was twofold. One, uh, I, I'm representing the company and there's people all around. So if I start something like, oh, the guy from the cable company fought with a... The other one is, I swing at this giant, drunken Italian dude, and uh, he's going to cave my skull in. I have no <laughs> chance. So, yeah. And I was ready. I was ready to get knocked the fuck out, too. Oh, my God. This is going to happen. I'm like, fuck. I'm going to. Nah, he was all fucking talk. Come on, dude. He was. He was extremely drunk. Yeah. And he lied his ass off. He did. He Apparently, did. security cameras capture things. Yeah. Or things that don't happen. Anywho. But we're talking about in Living Color, developed by Keenan Ivory Waynes of the the not the patriarch, not the father, but the the oldest brother of the Waynes family. And man was this show fucking funny. It was a, a sketch comedy show and um It was inspired by NBC, uh their broadcast in the sixties being presented as in living color. And that's I didn't realize that's where I got we're live from, from saying we're live. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. You know, it had it was like a TV thing, just like in the car. I didn't realize that. Um, but the big thing about In Living Color was most of the show's cast was black at that time. And uh most sketch comedy shows, especially Center Night Live, were mostly white. So uh, they like leaned into that with some of the funniest motherfucking people on the planet. In all five seasons, Jim Carrey, Tommy Davidson, David Allen Greer, um, Keenan Ivory Waynes, Kim Waynes, Kelly Cofield, Damon Waynes, fucking Jamie Foxx, uh, Marlon Waynes, Alexandria Wentworth, Come on, man. And even fucking uh, Chris Rock appeared as a special guest star. He was always in those cheap Pete sketches. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, this show was, was so fucking funny. I, I, 
it was like my introduction it was my fucking sketch comedy show and i i i remember years later a few years later 94 well 94 a year later uh we so we watched the reruns on fox but then they went in syndication in 1994 after the show was over on fx and i've talked about this before and i watched it constantly i was watching the other night where uh um jim carrey and jay leggett play uh seinfeld and and um george and they go into the ghetto and it's fucking hysterical i believe it's uh jamie fox and and tommy davidson playing two guys in the ghetto it's fucking so funny uh so many funny people on this show yeah i didn't watch it later until syndication really we watched that was like a family show we watched oh no my my dad loved Fire Marshal Bill, you know, firefighter. Mm-hmm. Let me show you something. I love men on film. I thought that it, was it might, it might be the most accurate representation of a firefighter on film. Oh, well, a fire marshal, yeah, firefighter. And then Homie the Clown, um, East Hollywood Squares was hysterical. <laughs> uh, Calhoun Tubbs. Uh, I'm going to show you something. Let me sing it. Here it goes. Uh, I'm going to sing you something. Let me, I forget how it was. Let me sing it. And he'd just sing like he'd like and like oh no 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 Calhoun Tubbs. It was played by David Alan Greer. Um, I don't know. There was so much like homie don't play that. So much fun shit. We watched this. I remember like the first Super Bowl. I remember like watching and being excited for is because Fox did. It was on Fox and Fox had the Fire Marshal Bill and the In Living Color halftime show. Oh, like, uh, like specifically on the, like with the Super Bowl, or like it was like their like rolling kind of thing they did. No, it, the Super Bowl. I, th- I, th- I can't remember if it was. I gotta go back and look at that. But I remember like we had it was like our first Super Bowl party in our house. We always had it on, but this is the first party because we like we our family watched in Living Color and we were so excited for the special in Living Color halftime show, and it was Fire Marshal Bill, and um. Hold on, let me see if I can. I'm trying to remember. Did the Bills win that Super Bowl? <laughs> no. No, they didn't. Oh. Which one was the one that they... Um, they uh, no, not that one. Was it the one before? No, no, they didn't was win the that one, one. Was it the one after it? So the live super no, it wasn't that one. And Living Color Super Bowl halftime show was actually an NFL. It was on Fox, so it was actually the halftime yeah. show. Uh and okay, prior I to, would take that now over anything else they're putting. I on. know. So NFL.com says this: uh, greatest game changers, broadcast competition, and Living Color halftime show. We knew we could give a better show, Tommy Davidson. Prior to 1993, Super Bowl halftime shows were not the popular culture spectaculars they are today. They usually had themes such as winter magic and 1992 Winter Olympic show or a bebop bamboozled and they were not widely popular. In 1992, Fox decided to air a live episode of In Living Color, its hit comedy sketch show starring Jim Carrey and the Waynes Brothers, among others, to compete with halftime programming on CBS, which was airing the game. Okay, so they weren't airing the game. The In Living Color episode drew over 20 million viewers and sparked changes to the Super Bowl halftime show moving forward. The following year, for Super Bowl uh, 20, 
seven, Michael Jackson gave an epic concert performance, and the halftime show has been a culture phenomenon and mass media extravaganza ever since. That's it. Uh, so they're responsible for the counter programming, and then eventually the programming. The pro- like they, so without them, there's no Puppy Bowl. That's that's what NFL.com is saying, and it's uh, it's number seventy three in the hundred greatest N- uh, NFL moments, game, game changers. And it's count. It's not even part of it. No, no. That's what's awesome. And I'm telling you, Squeezer, I have vivid memories of this being a thing in our house. We our family was so excited for the live. Uh, and living, that's how much we watched in Living Color. That's how much we watched Fox. We watched Simpsons. We watched Married with Children. And we watched In Living Color. And we probably shouldn't have been. But our family was very excited for it. And we we tuned in. We I remember eating Doritos for the first time. I remember about they Doritos. Really pit, dur- Doritos, too. They really nailed that upper, lower, middle class. Uh... It tw- tw- imagine 20 million viewers now. That's insane. That's insane. For a live, and they did it live. Fuck. I, I didn't even mean to talk about this. I just was like, it was just coming through in my memory that we were like into that Super Bowl show. But um, the Homeboy Shopping Network was another favorite one where they would just like sell like stuff stolen out of like vans and. Uh, our own cars in the back of their van. Um, man, I fucking loved In Living Color. And it only ran for five seasons. But. I mean, sometimes you're better off. I mean, you got five strong seasons. You know, versus the, the ebb and flow that is SNL sometimes. Yeah. And the Fly Girls, too. Man, Jennifer Lopez was a Fly Girl. Rosie okay. Perez was the dancer and choreographer. Choreographer. Um. Oh yeah, I I am and will always be a fan of. And I I want to rewatch all the episodes because I was watching skits like a month ago, and I was fucking cracking up. And I'm like, you know what? I gotta rewatch episodes of. I have some of the DVDs downstairs. I should just get them out and rewatch them. Sure, they're all digital though. All right. I wonder who would have that. Uh, can can you uh stall for me for a minute? Oh, you got to pee. I told you it was. Yeah, I told you I wasn't gonna make it. Well, let's run. Hold on. You know what? You gonna run. put an episode of In Living Color. On? I'm gonna pull up the Seinfeld. I'm not gonna pull it in Living. Nice. And, uh... Oh, you do that. I'm gonna. Yeah. Here's some best skits. For a living color. Hey man, I don't know about this blind date thing, man. Oh, man don't bail out on me now, man. All right, I promise you, tonight will be a night you will never forget. Girl, how do I look? I told you, Wanda, you look fine. Oh, you don't think this dress is too tight, do you? No, girl, you look perfect. Okay then, okay then. Come on, there they are. Put the compact away. <laughs> I hope he ain't ugly, cause I can't stand no ugly man. No, no, no. He's cute. Oh, no, wait a minute. No, she, no, she didn't. Look, she gonna try to have my dress on. She just, uh, she, and ugly. Wanda, that's not nice. Well, Come you on, just, you know, 
right. If she ugly, she just ugly. Ain't no if ands or buts. Who you looking at? That's when she pulls everything out of her purse. Ooh, can we get something to drink or something? <laughs> Bartender, give me some water. Water? Uh, so this is really nice. Um, <clears throat> Wanda, Tammy tells me that you went to Poly U. Oh, oh yeah, that's that's right. For real though, I was studying in communications, but uh, I'm trying to go into modeling. Interesting. <laughs> that's interesting because Carl here, he's a uh, photographer. Oh, for real though, for real. Well, you can take some pictures of me, because, see, my mama always said that I was real photogenical. <laughs> and, see, I want to take some of those sexy pictures, you know, in them lingerie draws. <laughs> you know, lingerie. Uh, uh, look, I, I, I got to go to the bathroom, man. Oh, it's... Give me your keys, man. man. You ain't going nowhere, Carl. You owe me, man. Man, the girl looks like a damn jackal. <laughs> <laughs> look, don't start with me, man. You remember Bethesda Willis? She looked like Ernie Shavers, man. I was popping buckets <laughs> all night. Hold that to me right now, man. Yes. Hey, man, look, just stay here till I give you the signal. Chill, man. Is something wrong? Uh, no, baby, but I thought you said your friend was cute. Well, I think she is cute. And uh, besides, it's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside that counts. Well, somebody should flip her ugly ass inside. <laughs> He said maybe y'all should get out on the dance floor and turn this mamma jamma out. Right. Oh, I heard you all. Let's go dance. Come on. I don't like the DJ. Well, oh, okay. why don't you guys just talk? You know, get to For know real each though. other. I bet you have a lot in common. For real, though. Now, look here, my little chocolate angel. How might a brother like myself get all up on this frame of yours? <laughs> well, you just keep saying the right thing. <laughs> Open sesame. <laughs> Uh, do you like alligators? <laughs> I hate them. Oh, I don't like them either. They skin so rough. <laughs> this is what I'm watching tonight when the show's over. Thank you. Don't be trying to talk to me. <laughs> trying to talk to me. You see? Better be glad this ain't no liquor, cause come 12 o'clock, I turn into a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a quarter to one. Thank <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, so crazy. Thank you, Squeezie, for back. He's so crazy. That's, I like that you, you put back the first yet, sent you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh. my I'm not going to interrupt. Look, I, I got to go get some chapstick, man. Oh, uh, no. That is when she starts pulling everything out of her purse. I got some Vaseline. You got <laughs> to work around the side and stuff. Look, I, I, I got to go get some cigarettes, y'all. Oh, I got to go get some oh, cigarettes, because okay. I... She pulls gasoline out of her purse. 
from what I remember. Uh, gotta get some matches. Oh, you like so this. silly. You know if I got cigarettes, I got matches. Uh, I need gas from a car. Get what you gas need? From a car. What's the little oh, gasoline man, tank? <laughs> you ain't got to go nowhere. I got you. <laughs> I have you. You mine. Fucking love In Living Color. I'm, I'm watching this. This is two hours, 20 minutes of the best of In Living Color <laughs> on YouTube. And that's what I'm watching tonight after the show. But yeah, that is one of my favorite things about 93. We had this. I'll, I'll tell them about the Spanish exchanges. I told them about Javier before, but we should get to your second pick since we're an hour and fucking 20 minutes into the show. <laughs> Two men on base, two out. Bills lead by a run. In the center field, Dykstra's there. This ball game's over. The Phillies have come back to win it by a score of five to four with a four-run eighth inning. Save number 32 for Mitch Williams. Trucker, a two-run homer to get the Phillies close. Baptiste single wins it. Chamberlain single ties it. A dramatic win here at the vet before 58,000-5-4 Phillies. Fucking love John Crook. Ah, uh, love it. 58,000 people. And this was a game in August. But, I mean, that's why this team was fucking loved. And it's gone down in the legend, like, over time. Like, people, it's... God, imagine if this team would have won the goddamn World Series. They should have. They should have. Ah. John Cruck at first. Mickey Morandini at second. Dave Holland's at third. Kevin Stocker's at shortstop. Kevin told a good story. I, I mean, he told it the entire weekend, so I can't forget it. So you know how Harper kept grabbing Nick Castellanos' bat and hitting with it over the weekend? Mm-hmm. So Kevin kept telling the story about when he came up from the minor leagues, it wasn't, it wasn't like now where you didn't have bats and he didn't have any bats on him, so he asked Hollins if he could like look at any of his bats because he knew he used the same type of big bat that he did. And he did, and blah, blah, blah. And I used all, I used about two boxes of his bats. And then I was in Seattle, and Kevin was the Rays, and I didn't have any bats. And, and or I'm sorry, Hollins was the Rays, and I didn't have any bats. So Hollins overnighted bats to me. So, <laughs> it, like, Kevin would not shut up about using anyone's bat but his over the weekend. But I'm, he's slowly growing on me. Kevin Stalker. I mean, he's, yeah, no LA. He's no LA and he's no John motherfucking Croc, but who was also on the team, by the way? Who? Larry Anderson? LA, yeah. Barely on the team. <laughs> Come well, on. Yeah. He'd uh, pay the fucking coaches to not throw him make him pitch that night. <laughs> he was a coach like the next year. Yeah. Um and yeah, then uh Mel Thompson and Jim Eisenreich, and of course uh Lenny Dykstra in center. Um but fuck, this is like... Current so member of Howard Stern's whack pack, Lenny Dykstra. I know. I'm getting blood flow. <laughs> uh, and not to mention uh, Mitch Williams was... Wild thing, baby. Mitch Williams. Beast mode. 
Um, Best Mitch Williams story. We did the All-Star game at Coca-Cola Park. Uh, and this fat fucking piece of shit newspaper writer, I'm not going to say his name, but he no, was a we know. really annoying asshole, had a Toledo Mud Hens cup up there, even though we're the Iron Pigs. And he drank out of this every day, and it was really annoying. And Mitch Williams came up to do the All-Star game for Mount Melvin Network, took his cup, and fucking spit his tobacco in it the entire night and left it there. <laughs> <laughs> I would have cherished it and kept it like it was, but... He finally oh, threw it out. We, we, we can't uh, forget to mention that uh, Ruben Amaro Jr. was also on the team. Was he the bat boy at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, Fuck Ruben Amaro Jr. I'm going to say that right now. Um, oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of... Uh, I liked his commentary better when he was coaching first for Boston. Um, but yeah, this was like the beginning of, I, I was never, so my dad was not big into any sport really other than he liked hockey, loved NASCAR. hockey, loved the Flyers, and racing. Huge NASCAR guy. And that was really, that was all in his house. And he, he was a Pirates fan, which is why I still like the Pirates. What? Uh, but what's that? My dad was a Pirates fan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, My dad didn't know or watch or have anything to do with any sports growing up. He now pretends, but he has no fucking idea what's going on out there. Gotcha. By grand, um, my mom's dad, my grandfather, got us into sports and got me into the Phillies. And got me into Michael Jack fucking Schmidt. But yeah, this was the beginning of like, I don't know how I caught it, but I, I think it was Crucker. Because I was a huge Cruck fan. And it's because I. You sure you weren't? I everyone was a Darren Dalton chubby fan. Chubby little kid. Oh, okay. Okay. First bit, Chubby first. Everyone was a Darren Dalton fan. Dar Dalton was the fucking. Dutch was the. The 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 king of that '93 Phillies team. Yeah, but I didn't associate with him. I associated with John. Oh, Crook. I I wasn't even a chubby kid, and I love John Crook. He's probably my second favorite Philly of all time, behind my, Mike Schmidt. Um. Well, because he raked, man. He fucking raked. Fuck yeah, he did. Well, Dutch did too, but I love Crooky was that mullet and that attitude. Him... He always seemed to be a jokester. I like that. Yeah. Uh. I mean, to, to be the, the skill, the athleticism it takes to get those arms around that belly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what year did he get traded? 89 to the Phillies? Uh, it was, I think it was 89. It was 89. He got traded to Phillies. That that combination of fucking white trash made it. 89 and 94 he was with the Phillies. Yeah. So 89 he got traded. And man, what a run. And then after 90. And, and he was an all-star. It, three times, all three times with the Phillies. Yeah, he was the fucking man. And 94 is when I started like paying more attention to other teams because they fucking sucked in 91. <laughs> After the strike, the strike fucking almost ruined baseball. The strike ruined it. And then it was all the other stories that they tried to make like over the years then. It wasn't about the team anymore. It was all about the story of the year. It was the, uh, the home run... Uh, Chase, or it was uh, fucking. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Baseball. Oh, I, like I they used to follow a team, and then and after the strike, then they were trying to always rebrand. Like 
it had to be a story that they had to create to get you to watch. It wasn't just for your team anymore. I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I think... Um, I couldn't tell you what it was that changed everything for me. I think... Uh, I don't know if it was Ken Griffey Jr. After the strike... I don't know. I don't know I started liking like like um I'm not trying to turn my back on Phillies fans, but Mike Piazza and the Dodgers I loved. I loved Ken Griffey Jr. There was uh fucking uh Bo Jackson, Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. I just Well, you loved you loved the personalities. Well, yeah, they were like so I I just loved a bunch of different baseball players. Um, and 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 that was probably after, or not probably. That was a hundred percent after the ninety four strike. Sure, but also think about it, now that I thought about this. You 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 love the personalities, but think of it like your favorite Phillies teams, and when they were at their best too, like it was the personalities, too. Yeah, it was also it was they were 93. winning. <laughs> it was what's that? It was also they were winning, and they were winning. Yeah. But the personalities, it was the ninety that ninety three team, uh, 08, 09, 10, like th- those years, those guys, like and and then the current. Listen, batch. I can't I can't speak for like I I once I got back into like loving the Phillies and the like I didn't stop. So yeah. like even the shitty team, I watched the Phillies even with my Cal Franco being the superstar. Um, oh, I know. So, but I, I'm talking about the 90, so I, I, the 93 Phillies happened. They lost to the fucking goddamn Canadians who are making all the smoke happen. You know, yeah, I love you, Canada. Canada. And then the strike happened in 94. And then in March of 94, uh, a little game called Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball came out. <laughs> and I just started collecting Ken Griffey Jr. cards. I got like the next two years, in 95, I got his sneakers. Uh, and I remember I, I got a Dodgers hat from JC Penney's and I got a, a Mike Piazza Dodgers jersey and I, I got a Frank Thomas like pennant in my room. And I had a, remember like I had like this. I showed you that picture. I had sports. I was just obsessed. And then we talked last week about my basketball jersey. I was obsessed with, pl- obsessed with players. And it wasn't just me. It was like a lot of people. Like I was just into like I watched base I watched anybody playing the Braves pretty much on TBS. Well, Especially, yeah, <laughs> and and it fucking sucked because like there wasn't a many interleague games, so like you it was hard to see Ken Griffey um, play. You'd have to just watch ESPN. So that was back when people watch ESPN. I watched Sunday Night Baseball just to see what Ken Griffey Jr. did because he was in the AL and so was fucking Frank Thomas, you know. And so, but I got to see Mike P. I, I, anytime the Dodgers played anybody. I, I now fuck Dodgers, but like anytime the Dodgers played anybody in the, in the I like how it, it now it's fuck the Dodgers. When the Phillies sucked, we we're like, hey, you know what? Let's go Dodgers. No, when the Phillies sucked and and Chase Utley and Utley was there. Yeah. No, not just Chase Utley. Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, and Carlos Ruiz were on the fucking and fucking uh, what's his oh, fat ass name? Uh, the pitcher um, or like five pitcher from that year. I don't remember. They they were all on the Dodgers at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was the so Phillies West. It wasn't just Chase Utley Squeezer. No, I know. 
but it was the Phillies West. Well, it was the same thing with hockey. Yeah, with with uh, the the Flyers West. Yeah, I have no idea who the players were because I don't fucking give a shit about hockey. But yeah, I I remember hearing that Flyers West. But yeah, I was I was um from like ninety four to to two thousand fuck two thousand. I think I went to the second game at Citizens Bank Park in two thousand four. First game was sold out. Second game, it was me and like 10 other people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. It was like empty. It felt empty. It might not have been. But yeah, I went to the second game. It says Citizens Bank Park. Nice. Jimmy Rollins was the only player you would have recognized <laughs> there. Uh, uh, when was that? Oh, oh, four. Four? Yep. Um, when, when did the vet come down? Uh, oh, three? Oh, two oh, or three? No, no, no. Five. Did it? Oh, did it wait to come down? I, I thought it was... There was a little bit of overlap there. Wait, hang on. I'll tell you. No, no. They took two. it down beforehand. Wait, class of oh, 02. So April 3rd, 2004. Wait, three. Oh, four. Veterans Stadium came down in 2003. Three. All right. I was trying. I mean, I was real. I was in. I remember waking up early to watch it. We were in because I'm trying to remember with the dorm we were in because we were in there for two years. My dad and I were going to drive down. I remember we got up at like. like oh no! It was March 2004. So it was right before. It was the month before Citizens Bank Park opened. They demolished it. Okay. I remember because we got up early and started pre gaming before to watch on TV. Yeah. We were in one of like the quads. And uh, one of our roommates, do you know Buck? Worked over at Clark, mm, production guy. Don't remember. Ah, uh, he would just walk, go doot doot doot. Yeah, he was from Collegeville, so he was. I mean, he was big. Uh, they're they're the kind of people that say, "Oh yeah, I'm from Philly." Like, no, you're from Collegeville, dude. Right. No, I remember. Um... But I love Buck. Do we even talk about your pick? No, nine. Well, we're, I mean, we're talking about. The oh, okay. But yeah, it was like '93 is where it kind of I. I want to say my aunt and uncle took us to a game. I want to say it was probably '93. Um, they took me and my sister, and I remember sitting out, uh, just off to right field, at the vet, and you just see, the green carpet with us the big brown patches just dip juice soaked into it. <laughs> It was so gross. Um, but yeah, that's when... And I, I didn't know what I was watching, and I'm not going to say, oh, I was a fan, but I tuned in just because... I mean, it was cool to watch. It was... Uh, we had it was, Prism. It was probably just so, PHL 17. Yeah, I believe they're on PHL 17 on national yeah. games, but... The, the rest of the games were on Prism, and we had that. And then the pre-games were on the Sports Channel, I always remember. Did we carry Prism as a standard, or was that like an add-on? It was a pay channel, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, well, let me think. So it was, a, it was like a movie channel uh, when they weren't playing sports, but uh, so they played movies, too. It was like an HBO that played Philly sports. Uh, if they, you know, we might have had... We, that would have been one like I said, like we never subscribed to anything in our house because it was always a ripoff. But if 
they did they carry Flyers games too? Yep. Uh, then we paid for it. If not, we stole it. I'm trying to think when we switched over to service from Twin County, but. But yeah, my dad. That was one of those things. Uh, he would have. He would have paid for it to watch Flyers. Philadelphia Regional In-Home Sports and Movies Prism. Wow, it's an anagram. Mm-hmm. I just thought they thought it sounded nice, and they liked uh, rainbows. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Regional In-Home Sports and Movies. That is fucking. I wow. I learned something today, folks. Yeah. We uh. Yes, they had the Phillies, the Sixers, the Flyers. And uh, it was replaced in 1997 by Comcast Sports Philly, which was replaced by NBC Sports Philly when Comcast bought NBC Sports. Comcast, NBC, and Universal, and all that shit you love. You might be out in LA, but it's all owned in Philadelphia. <laughs> Prism was owned by Spectacore Squeezer, which was Comcast. Yes. And it Comcast bought Spectacore, obviously, from Comcast mm-hmm. Spectacore. Then they bought, then uh, Universal bought NBC. Mm-hmm. And then Comcast bought, Comcast Spectacore bought Universal and NBC. And, yes. and then Shinehart Wig Company. Shinehart Wig. Yeah, right. Shinehart or Cable Town. <laughs> Their subsidiary, Shinehart Wig Company of Cable Town. Yes. It might be the most accurate depiction of uh, the cannibalism of. There was a, for yeah. you New Englanders, there was a, which made no sense, a prism. They launched in 1981, a prism New England. <laughs> yep. So a Philadelphia regional in home sports and movies, New England. <laughs> uh but um, yeah, man, uh, we watched all that shit, all every uh, Phillies game we could because of Prism, and I watched a lot of Sixers too. I'll I'll tell you what, and you might not believe it, Squeezer, but I didn't watch a single Flyers game. <laughs> I know, I believe that. I I mean, I in '93 I was watching, definitely watching more Flyers games uh, than it was Phillies, just because Dad was in charge of the TV, mm. but. This was, we had, uh, because of Jeffrey, we had uh, more than one TV in the house. And Jeffrey wanted to watch Zero Sports. He wanted to watch Cops and Rescue 911. But uh, my brother and I wanted to watch, well, more me than Chris. Chris would want to, but he, he'd peter out. I, I remember one of my favorite nights, I stayed up watching the Phillies, Dodgers, extra inning game till three in the morning. And my parents had no idea. And I was downstairs just like practice, practicing my pitches and the, 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 computer room with my a wiffle ball and like trying to throw whatever pitch the pitcher through that's how much of a uh-huh. dork i was and like pretending i was playing in the game you know <laughs> i wonder I, mean, I i wrestled with a body pillow <laughs> well I'm, we're not talking about last week squeezer we're talking about <laughs> 1993 <laughs> All right, we should uh, move on. We're. Uh... I mean, but still, I'm even looking too. Like it was, it was fucking. It was a fun time in Philly for sports, though. Because even that look, I know you're not a, a Flyers fan, but that Flyers team you had, like that was Recky in his first run there. Oh and yeah, Re- I mean Recky. Rod Brindamore was there. Recky. Renberg. Renberg too, my favorite. Yeah. 
And it was like the beginnings of like the Legion of Doom. Like I don't think they coined it yet. That was a little later. But well, I would hope not, sir. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Here is my next pick. Jaws 3, starring Dennis Quaid and Bess Armstrong, will return in a moment. Recently, an object was sighted. It was... Fast forward a little bit. Wait, did they say starring? Yeah. With those names? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is uh, Jaws 3, remember, not Jaws 1. Now playing... Channel 11's 8 o'clock movie will return after these messages. So back in February, the Purple Stuff podcast did a whole podcast on a VHS tape they found of a July 1993 broadcast of Jaws 3. And I'm listening to the podcast because remember it was really warm in February. I was out walking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. February is really nice. And I remember walking outside and I'm like, are they talking about the my birthday show? So on July 9th, 1993, it was a Friday night, PIX showed Jaws 3, and we had Javier, our Spanish exchange student, the entire month of July. And we had like we had like a little dinner. I think my mom made my mom made sloppy joes, which was my favorite. Ooh. And we the whole thing was my Javi and I, because my cousins from Florida were up for July 4th. And we were talking about Jurassic Park. And they kept saying like it was like Jaws 3, which it took place in SeaWorld. And they were, my aunt had, my cousins were allowed to watch whatever they wanted. So they were like, oh yeah, we saw all the Jaws. We saw all the Halloweens. You know, you, you only see them during Halloween when your mommy's watching with you. So, you know, they were, my cousins were dicks like that. And Javi and I, Javier was older, but Javi was like, I, Ryan and I want to watch Jaws 3 for his birthday on, 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 on Channel 11. Um, and it was on PIX and it was the big, it, they said, uh, Every bite was in the fucking cut. Like, no bites cut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I we were, it. like, really excited to watch Jaws 3. And, and I love Jaws at this point. That was one of my favorite movies back then. And I was really excited because it was after we saw Jurassic Park. And I'm like, I'm really excited to see this Jurassic Park version of Jaws because that's what, how my cousins pitched it. And so we stayed up that night to watch Jaws. It was July 9th. 1993 and Javi and me and my brother who then left to go, I don't know, play with the CB or computer or something. We were watching Jaws three and I remember that broadcast and it's, it's such a cheesy movie. It's not Dennis Quaid admitted he was coked up the entire time. Apparently. (laughs) I mean, you kind of have to be. Yeah. So I'm listening to purple sub podcast. And if you want, if you want to hear about the commercial breaks and in the broadcast, listen to the February purple stuff podcast episode about this broadcast. But they kept saying this July 93 broad PIX broadcast of Jaws three. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I was like, I couldn't remember if Javi was here in 93 or 94 at the time. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was my birthday broadcast. And then I went and asked my mom, I go, what year was Javi here? She's like 93. I'm like, that was it. That was, that was the one we watched, Jaws 3. So it's funny how many people were watching, how big PIX 11 was in the mid-Atlantic area. I mean, it's the like a, the quarter of the population is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I say often how we're lucky we were. We got the New York stations and the Philly stations. but So we yeah. had like PIX 11, WOR Channel 9, um, and Fox 
five New York, and then we had Fox twenty nine Philly, obviously PHL seventeen Philly, NBC ten, and CBS three, which were actually NBC three and CBS ten until they swapped. <laughs> yeah, we got more NFL and more Xena Warrior Princess than anyone else. And Baywatch, in the don't forget Baywatch. And Baywatch, yeah. Um. But yeah, that Jaws 3 broadcast was fucking awesome. And there was like some good commercials in here. I'll play some from Dino Drac uploaded them. Like, you know, this commercial. A lot of cats commercials, too. The Winter Garden Theater. Now what? I've invented a rippled flavor. Ripples. Isn't that nice? I'm going to call it Ripple Crisp Cereal. I think the world has enough flakes, Dad. But these are the only ones with ripples. Ripples. That's how I pack in a delicious corn crunch. Try it. It's really good. New Ripple Crisp cereal, delicious golden corn and honey bran. You actually come up with something this time. It was like a parody of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, kind of. A grapefruit drink that's actually sweet? Yep. Ocean Spray Ruby Red Grapefruit Juice Drink. It's got a sweet taste that's really different. Say this is grapefruit juice. This uh, is Ruby Red. Grapefruit juice? Ruby red. Yeah, it's got a surprisingly sweet taste your whole family will love. It's sweet. Ocean Spray Ruby Red Grapefruit Juice Drink. The surprisingly sweet taste of Ruby Red. Now in 64-ounce family size. One brave warrior must fight the ultimate evil. Tom Cruise, Tim Curry, Legend. Sunday at 8 on Channel 11. It's about growing up. So, yeah, PIX, New York's movie station. Watching Jaws 3 with Javi. Good movie. It takes place in SeaWorld. It's fun. I fucking love Jaws 3. <laughs> it's so stupid. You could, like, obviously we're watching on a fucking 4x3 CR, like CRT cathode ray tube television. None of the 3D effects came out. We didn't have the little red and blue glasses. But you could tell, like, oh, they were trying to do a 3D effect there. It's cute. And it's like Javi kept trying to, like, scare me in the movie to, like, jump me because I was... 11 he was like 16 or 15 he was really fun he's from like sevilla spain um it was a fun month i loved having hobby around that month we can you believe we had a foreign exchange student from spain living with us for a month uh no i never got we had we had a where was he from was he yugoslavia was that still a country back then i don't know Probably not. yeah, it was uh, it was formed after the fall of the USSR. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think when you had a we Yugoslavian had foreign exchange student in your house. No, not in our house. It was a friend's house. Oh uh, no, no. This was our, he lived downstairs and he slept in Chris's room, and he was with us for a month. He's from Sevilla, Spain. Javier Beltran where, Fernandez. Where where Chris sleep? He so the Chris has had the or big, he didn't. He just sat in a chair and stared. Yeah, Chris at him hated Javi. Chris hated Javi. I don't know why. Well, I thought he was being replaced. I know. Well, it kind of weird. It was a trial run. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Javi <laughs> was awesome. It was fun. That month was so weird, and I spent a lot of time with my dad because my mom and Chris would go do all these fucking field trips with Javi. Oh, like, well, this is America, but right. even though it's something right. that you never actually do. No, they'd go to D.C. and New York and shit, you know what I mean, in Philly. So they'd oh, go. Cool. But like my my see, like my mom would be like, this is what you do in America. And she would like do all these awkward things that you never actually do. No, it wasn't that at all. Like we bought all this food for like 
like olive oil and olives and like shit like that for him. And we we turned on Univision when he got there. He didn't understand any of it. We didn't understand. <laughs> there was different dialects of Spanish yeah. channel. Like he understood none of it. Like he understood as much as we did, which was crazy, right? Yeah, well, it's a different, yeah. It's Spanish, but it's not. Um, we uh, he loved watching wrestling with me. Uh, we watched like Monday Night Raw every night, every Monday. Um, and like he'd like like play wrestle with me, like like bodies, like you know, it was fun because he was. Oh, he play wrestled with you. It wasn't a disgusting thing, Squeezer. Like, uh-huh. sorry, you... sorry if my mind goes <laughs> that way. Sorry if your uh, sexual fantasy isn't true, but I didn't have a. I wasn't molested by my foreign exchange student the way you were molested by your lunch lady. Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, no, but he... Uh, but did he bring you free tuna hoagies on a giant tray? Unfortunately, no. All right, then. But he was uh, he was fun. And, um, uh, but it also, like I told this before, like my mom and brother would go do things, so I was always stuck with my dad. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. But no, we had fun, me and my dad. It's where we like discovered our similarities. Like him and Chris were are are still to this day very similar, and they always had like the same interests, like firefighting, um, uh, radios, walkie talkies, and shit. But he always, my dad always like, you know, for him and my dad and I always bonded over like bad comedies and shit, and and watching TV and like so like. Everyone else is so, out of the house. On the sh- Chris is the little angel on his shoulder, and you're the little devil. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's e- each eat a bag of chips and lay on the floor and watch fucking bad movies and, and live in color for five hours. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah. So, or he, he took me to see movies a lot too. He, yeah, because he he took me to Batman Returns in '92. He took me to a few of them. So that's cool. Yeah. So I have those good memories with Jeffrey. All right, here is your third pitch. Jesus fucking Christ, we're going to be here all night. I might just stop the show at some point. <laughs> all right, I should pot it up. There it is. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Well, they got in there, King Kong. At last. Dinosaurs and man. Two species thrown back into the mix together. An adventure park. How can we have the slightest idea what to expect? That is truly an adventure. Universal Pictures presents a Steven Spielberg film, Jurassic Park, rated PG-13, starts Friday, June 11th. That squeezer movies is next week. Yeah, yeah, movies is next week. But I'm not talking about movies. I'm talking about TV. <laughs> I gave you a good setup, and you you gave a you gave a pretty good scripted. Uh... Response that's pretty good. Thank you. I'm talking about TV. <laughs> we didn't even plan it, but I knew you were gonna try to shit on me. So. <laughs> was Jurassic Park our Star Wars? Yes. 100%. I think so too. Hundred yeah. percent. And it like I said before we even started the show, even a half hour into it, like this is like of the pinnacle of like right. it, it's my uh my coming of age. This is it's a keystone movie, I would say. Keystone, yes. yes. E- everything Falls Everything around it. Yeah. Falls around this. Yeah, it, like this how, movie how this the generation 
the, of the 70s feels about Star Wars. This is how we felt about Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. This made me... This, this is responsible I, for I can't me. say it made me the man I am today because I'm nowhere near being a man. I'm but. nowhere near it. <laughs> but, like, my interest in TV and film and, like, all of it, I'm like, wow, they made this. It went beyond just the... The movie, because then they had like the behind the scenes stuff that you you would get to see. Well, I, I didn't see Terminator Two before this. I saw Terminator Two after this, so this was my first real uh, introduction to CGI graphics. And I still say they're some of the yes. best ever. Oh, by far, yeah. absolutely. Because they mix yeah, they, them, they, they use them they, sparingly, they, no, and they mix them in with practicals. No, yes, they did it right. And uh, to quote uh, John Hammond, uh, spared no expense. <laughs> he spared no expense. Yes. Um, it, it it truly is like it's a fucking work of art, and it it, it to me it, it I don't know. It's just there's a, something an intangible. All right, listen. Feeling listen, smell. Listen. Yeah. We're gonna talk about this movie next week. We can't yeah, not talk no. about this movie. Next. So let's right. see what what are you talking about? So it, it it's the commercial spots. Okay. I was obsessed with it. All right. And so it was on TV, and I recorded them. I taped all of them uh, just to watch Jurassic Park commercials because I couldn't get enough. Um, I saw it at the drive-in. I saw it at Shanks. Uh, we want uh, Matt's dad took Matt and I to Tillman 8 to see it. The open, I know I saw it weekend. a second time over the summer. I saw it three um, times in the theater, but the first time was at Tillman 8. With Matt and his dad. I remember. I saw it at Shankweiler's. Uh, my friend Stefan, his family was there too. They like they were in the van next to us. We saw we both left before. And you confirmed that we saw Fire in the Sky. Because yes. I'm security pants. Um, I want to say I saw it at uh, 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 General Cinemas then. Uh, once I hit like a dollar. So I was looking. And, I, no, I, you're ruining stuff from next week, so I won't go in. No, oh, I, that's what I do. I ruin things. My mom. I asked my mom about Javier again, and we were talking about. I was like, "Oh no, we saw Jurassic Park at the Plaza," and she's like, "I don't think so." And then I looked it up, and I'm like, "Oh shit, we didn't make it." So what up, RK and Sweet Boy Squeezer? Hello, sir. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Hello. What up? Hi. Oh, hi. Hmm. Um. But it might not have even have been till then because, or it, over the summer, the second time I saw it, because it was in theaters for fucking a year yeah. later. Um, I still, uh, I don't want to run now, but um, yeah, I, I was obsessed with it. And wherever I could get some Jurassic Park, I I got it. And that means. That's why that I went meant, back to books and more about the book. I bought. I read both books over the summer. Bought both books. I remember, oh, I read. I read the uh, the movie novel. Oh, right, the the the, mo- the kids novelization. I never yeah. read that. And then I then I, I went straight to did. the Michael Crichton book with fucking it. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, yeah. I so then I read the Michael Crichton book. And I remember. Listen, I'd like to over- say I read it back then, but yeah, I, yeah, I did not understand anything I was reading. I read it, but I didn't know what I was reading. Except, what, like you said, I had I it. Remember, and I, I looked at it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I read it. I, I I ran downstairs. I know I read it because I ran. I was up my. I was inside. I was reading. I was reading in the summer. I could only imagine how happy my mom was. I was reading, and my mom is down in like uh, on the patio we had that was poorly laid because immediately it started like shifting and falling apart, and she's like 
sitting there like in the lounge or probably reading a magazine and I'm like, mom, mom, look, look. And I'm, I hold the book open like with one hand pointing like a teacher in class. I go, they say fuck. <laughs> no, I, I remember seeing fuck in there too. And I remember seeing scenes, but like, I could not comprehend the start of the book because it went into that whole Ian Malcolm talking about ex mass extinction events. And yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I just, right. I, I so remember... I couldn't read it, but I would skim through and like, like look at things and see words and then like read like try to find points in the movie that were also in the book but yeah. like i didn't fully read it until probably high school yeah i remember the only thing i recall from reading it when i was a kid was uh them saying fuck and i rem i could recount all the deaths in detail mm, of course I, I i i can i can describe woo having his intestines torn out uh and 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 Nedry having like the teeth dig into his skull as he closed his eyes, and Hammond being eaten alive by the compies. Um, he wasn't. He just the warm feeling enveloped him as he realized what a mistake he made. Yes, beautiful. Yes. That's art. It is. All right. Um, shall we continue? Uh, we shall. I, I think we'll talk about Jurassic Park next week. I there's no chance we don't talk about Jurassic Park next week. <laughs> this is CBS. Sullivan Theater in New York City. It's The Late Show with David Letterman. Tonight, Bill Murray and Billy Joel. Plus, Paul Schaefer and the CBS Orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen. So in June 25th, 1993, Dave Letterman, and I, I was going to go with this one, but I'm like, I don't, I didn't watch that right away. I missed it. And I remember my, specifically my dad and I watching this one, August 30th, June 25th was his last show as late night with Dave Letterman on NBC. And he got completely fucked out of the, the tonight show. By Jay Leno and Brandon mm -hmm. Tartikoff. So he went to CBS and CBS made a huge deal that they got Dave Letterman. And he jokes about it throughout the show with the promos. I, I watched, I rewatched it last night. So I remember my dad, another saying, like, oh, uh. so this was our last week before school started. This was Monday. And then we started school after the following Tuesday after Labor Day. And my dad was like, oh, Ryan, do you want to go uh, watch? Uh, Dave Letterman tonight. My mom's like, he's not staying up. He's got school next week. And we we're like, please, mom, please. Oh, the whole, you got to get ready for school by starting to go to bed early now. Right. Yeah, I try that bullshit. And my mom was like, or my, my mom was like, no, my dad's like, well, uh, he's not on at 1230 anymore. He's on an hour earlier because, you know, he, he went to the 1130 spot. And mom's like, all right, but he can only watch the beginning and then he's going to bed. We watched the whole thing. And I remember being so excited because Bill Murray was on a fucking Ghostbuster uh, and Billy Joel. And, and I had the tape of that album, uh, River of Dreams. 
but they made a big deal about it being in the Ed Sullivan Theater. They played that. And then he comes out and he jokes about like CBS, like didn't do enough promos because they did like so many fucking promos. <laughs> like he had no idea it was on it. And then um, he introduced this one. This is a little piece of it. I think I must have gone two months without saying Buttafuoco. So I'm rested. Joey Buttafuoco. That was a big one. So Tom Brokaw comes out, little appearance, and he's at NBC, who he just left. Dave, big night for you. I wanted to come across the street and say hello and, you know, wish you well, wish you reasonably well, but... <laughs> I'm a little shocked, frankly, Dave. I'm kind of disappointed. The fact is... He starts taking cue cards. These last two jokes are the intellectual property of NBC. And then he walks off with the cue cards. <laughs> Just a quick on and off thing. And then he has Paul Newman do a quick on and off thing. But before that, he shows the construction of the Ad Sullivan Theater from what it was to his theater. And then he brings out all the construction workers on the stage with him because well, he's Dave Letterman and he's fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And then he does the Paul Newman skit with because uh, Paul Newman was on the original um, Ed Sullivan show. Opening as you know through the United States now. They were supposed to be on our show tonight. Joanne's got a very bad cold. They're coming on some other time, but I want you to meet Paul Newman. Stand up there and take it out, would you please? And then they cut to Paul Newman in the audience, and he looks fucking fantastic. And his line. Is, is for anyone who grew up in the the northeast is gonna appreciate this line. singing cats <laughs> no, no. This, this, is, this is not cats this is my my tv show he pulls a ticket out of his pocket i'm in the wrong theater oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and throughout the night dave just repeat keeps repeating with paul with paul schaefer where the hell are the singing cats because <laughs> cats the commercial would run 24 7 at the winter garden Not theater stop. So then Bill Murray comes out and he, oh, so they do the top 10 and it was the top 10 reasons the show is going to be better. This is great. And like the whole animation happens. He goes, that's a million bucks right there. That's about a million bucks right there. <laughs> And he keeps shooting finger guns at people like Paul Newman did. He's like, how does this guy just shoot finger guns at people? And Dave just keeps doing it all night. He's a fucking genius. He's the best host in late night in the history of yeah. late night. And the, 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 the genius of driving a joke into the ground. Yeah, he was so, Paul, uh, Dave, I'm sorry, Dave Letterman did it better than anybody else. Oh, my God. Paul and Newman. it just made it funnier and funnier. Like a million bucks.
Where the hell are the singing cats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the category tonight from the home office in uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Here we go. Uh, ways, top ten ways the new show will be a lot better. Here we go. Uh, number ten. Uh, kids watch free. You can't beat that. <laughs> uh, number nine. No more relying on cheap GE jokes, of course, unless we're really stuck. Uh, number eight. My new GE was General Electric, who on NBC <laughs> at the time. A rapping Dave character. Uh, number seven, inhaling asbestos particles from renovation makes me extra wacky. <laughs> if they applaud really loudly, everyone in tonight's audience gets a brand new car. This is the best joke. Just listen to this. Starts doing finger guns. You'll have to do much better than that. <laughs> uh, number five, no more pressure to book NBC President Robert C. Wright's son-in-law, Marv Albert. <laughs> uh, number four, it's the same show, better time, new state. Oh, for the love of God, stop saying that. That was the promo. Same show, better time, new station was the promo that CBS kept wearing. Number three, I'm more focused since my breakup with Lonnie. Well, it's true. <laughs> sad, sad, but, but true. Uh, number two, every Friday, Paul and I swap medication. Watch for that. You'll be glad you did. <laughs> and the number one way the new show will be better, it's a whole new wardrobe for Vanna. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. It was, uh, yeah, just nonsensical. So then he had Bill Murray, and Bill Murray came out, and he said he feels like a fraud. And then he goes, he goes, I, he goes, I went to the wrong building, meaning he went to Rockefeller Center. And that was, he was out of breath. So he goes, can I do it again? He comes in and does a cartwheel and he says he feels like a fraud. And he's like, why? And then they show, he goes, were you taping the show from the beginning? He goes, yeah, we usually do it. We don't do it intermittently. And then they show a uh, taping. And when all the construction guys are out, they show close-ups of Bill Murray being in the crowd of the construction guys <laughs> with the construction hat <laughs> on waving, taking credit. <laughs> he goes, you don't belong here. And then they, they go out, he, uh, then Bill Murray spray paints Dave on the front of his desk so everyone knows who he is. It's fucking hysterical. And then they go out into the crowd and it's light out. And, you know, those things always screwed with my head because I didn't realize it was taped. Then they showed Dave, like, going into a town, like a suburban town, talking to people, and it's fucking hysterical. And then Billy Joel comes out and does a song that's uh, pretty good from his River of Dreams. And, and then he ends like this. Was it, was it fun working here in this theater? It was amazing working here because this is where I saw the Beatles for the first time. Were you actually in the audience when they were No, here? I was at my friend's house. I didn't have a TV. I had this friend. It wasn't really my friend. He had a TV. <laughs> he looks I like Sal the Stockbarker, I would say. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that's the reason I'm here now. And that began your musical career, or were you already musical no, as a kid? No, I had taken piano lessons yeah. before What that. was the first motivation to get into music for you? Was it just you felt you had a talent, or...? My mother made me take piano lessons. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the rock and roll part of it was to meet girls. Girls? Yes. Well, you, you've done all right in both categories, haven't you? He was married to Christy Brinkley at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I have 
to think anybody who says, uh, you know, some other reason for going into music is lying. They're lying. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, we've alluded to your wife, and uh, tell us about the, the cover of the, the new CD. She painted uh, the cover uh, for the album, and uh, she disappeared uh, for about two weeks upstairs. It was kind of lonely, and uh, said, I'm going to paint the album cover, and I thought, what if I don't like it? Uh, how do I say I don't like it? Mm -hmm. But she brought it down, and, and it was good. So Turned out very nice. He's on the CD. I had the tape. We couldn't afford CDs in the Kelly household studio. Maybe she can touch up our desk after the show. Yeah, it's just Dave out in spray paint. You could definitely do a better job. Uh, did, were you, were you, were you, the, the were you, Dadaist movement here? Were you vacationing with the, the Clintons on Martha's Vineyard? No. Are you sure? I, no, I'm positive. I was, uh, I got a call from a guy I knew who was going to be there. Said, you want to come and jam on Martha's Vineyard with, with Bill Clinton? I said, no. <laughs> Nothing, it's nothing, it's, it has nothing to do with politics. It's just I didn't really feel it was going to be a great jam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't tell you how excited we are to have you as the first musical act of our... Anyway, first show. Yeah, you can watch this courtesy of... Uh, I think it's Don... I think it's Don's D-O-N-Z TV on YouTube. I found it, and I, I, this like instantly took me back to that night watching with my dad. We were, we, we liked Billy Joel. Like my first, my first two CDs I ever owned were Aerosmith Classics Lives Volume Two and the G Billy Joel's Greatest Hits. Greaser. Did I lose you? Yeah, I probably oh. pulled those out of my dad's collection. Hey, well, my dad bought them for me, knowing my music taste, because he knew I loved Aerosmith and he knew I liked Billy Joel. But when I had my first seizure, he bought me a, a disc, my first ever CD player, Discman. You know, out of guilt <laughs> mm -hmm. and he got those two and he bought him at clover so he got those two cds with it at clover so those were my first nice. ever two cds and um mm -hmm. then i had the tape of river of dreams the tape they're talking about but this this was a great show and it was fun listening like i even i could have watched it again it's it's from 30 years old it's still as squeezer would put holds up it holds up all right let's um go to your fourth pick because we are Fucking going forever tonight. <laughs> I want to share my feelings with you, Dave. Oh, They need to remix that commercial. Yeah, I should cleaned up a little better. Well, it wasn't your fault. The, the <laughs> music was way louder than the vocals. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's the way it was recorded. You bet. Uh, uh, right. no. But, um, yeah, in, in 1993, I'm 10, and I, I don't want to go into too many details and uh, get uh, weird everyone out. But, you know, you start to uh, notice things, mm -hmm. you know, and other people. And when you get to stay up late, because it's summer, and, you know, maybe you step when you watch Letterman, but then you stay up later, and you just keep pushing the limit to see how late you could stay up. And at that point, no one else is, you know, awake. Maybe you're playing uh, a little, uh, 93, maybe you're playing a little Genesis, you know, in my house. Super Nintendo um, in the Kelly household. Or some Super Nintendo over there. Um, 
and Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, when I was dead broke, I couldn't picture this. I, that is very true. Uh, All right, we got to stop. It sounds like it comes from a great philosopher. I know. We got to stop tangenting or we're going to be here till fucking oh, 2 Oh, my morning. God. No, we are. Let's go for it. Let's <laughs> let's stay up until the 900 numbers start showing uh, up on TV. Are, do they still show up? I, I, I don't watch uh, cable I, anymore. So yeah, I know. that's true. I don't. That that's our next homework assignment. After Crystal Skull, uh, watch hours of but and you can't it can't just be any cable. You have to find like a, you know, like a CW kind of thing somewhere where they're gonna just throw local commercials on. Is CW still even a thing? I don't know. Yes, the equivalent I don't of know. PHL I, seventeen. I don't or know. Pix eleven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is uh. Aside from watching uh, Scrambled Cinemax and trying to sneak a peek um, or the the back of a, a Sears catalog or a JCPenney's catalog, uh, I mean, this is as close as you could get a, as a kid sometimes. And, man, the, the sultry voices. And, yeah. I can't do it. Uh, I will choke on myself. Uh, <laughs> There you go. Yeah, that, that's just me just real heavy on the tongue. San, like, like whenever I say, like, oh, we're going to go see a show at the Santander <laughs> Center. You know, you got to trill your R's. Santander. Santander. That's how you say it. Razor. Now coming to the ring, Razor Ramon. Can't do it. And I had four years of Spanish one, and I can't do it. If the school system failed you in Whitehall. Yes, it did. Uh, horrifically. But yeah, this was... I, I never actually... Uh, I never had the, the, the gall, I'll say. I don't want to be crass uh, to call them. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I found them, uh, dare I say, titillating, uh, if you will. Uh, but yeah, as a 10-year-old kid, and you're staying up late and watching, you see these 900 numbers come on... That I mean, that was better. That's all you needed. You were done. You only needed a 30-second commercial. You didn't have to call. Mm-hmm. Am I a master control operator? <laughs> call me today. Yeah, call me today. Oh, but that was an 800 number, too. That wasn't even one of the dirty ones. That was that was just someone... That, that was just a couple uh, uh, hot young gals looking to hang out. Because that's what they do. I mean, these girls, they're like... Oh, man, I'm just going to sit here and wait for some guy to call me and have a good time. Right. Yeah. Right? That's how it worked. I think so. I don't know. What do I look like? I mean, and it wasn't just that, though. Like, they had the, uh, like, new kids ones. You can call, like, a 900 number. And, like, oh, yeah, we've gone over kids. multiples in the show, yeah. including... Uh, uh, I, I talk all the time. Like, my, my sister called the, uh, what's the fucking anteater? Arthur? Arthur, yeah. I want to say Arnold. Uh, Arthur, and, and she, like, just, like, talked, just sat there talking to him for a while, and then just walked, got bored and walked away with the phone hanging <laughs> off the hook. Uh, cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah. Just, because she couldn't, like, reach. She couldn't reach to hang up the phone, so she just set it down. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I mean, Arthur and uh, whatever, uh, you know. 
whatever sexy ladies you were calling. Sex. Uh, I was trying to think of an attractive girl's name from like 1993, like Bernadette, maybe. Batilda. Rhonda. Probably pr- pr- Ron- some Heathers. Rhonda Shear and the Heathers. Yeah, yeah they were really popular. Ron- a bunch of Heathers. All right. Yeah. Should we move on? Yeah. Get the I think show that's over? why I put it towards the back end. I, I didn't have a whole lot. I didn't because I mean I could go into detail. But... We don't want to hear it. Oh, is what I'm saying. Well, if you do, uh, call call one nine hundred squeezer. Wait, I'm calling it now. I'm putting it on hold till the show's over. How do you spell squeezer? S q u e e z e r. Yeah, it fits. Does it? Yeah. It's whoa shit. Oh boy. One nine hundred squeezer. One and he'll sex talk you immediately. How do you spell squeezer? E-E-Z-E-O. While you figure that out, here's my next pick. Maniac, some people say I'm out of whack. You can't miss our wild show with my cute sis and my bro. We all act like we're insane along with Pinky and the Brain. Bobby Squid and Pesto. Scratch and sniff, hip hip post. Rito Runt, Chicken Boo, Slappy Too. We dance and sing and do all kinds of crazy things. Oh, we the amazing Hannah. we split your sides in half. We are the most exciting ever so. Watch us cause you'll love us. We'll be on your TV weekday afternoons right here on Fox. I used to sing that constantly. Like, oh, fuck God, up all the that, words. That brings me back. Right here on Fox. So that was the lead up. And there was like a countdown Animaniacs. And so occasionally in the show, like not occasionally, almost every week, I learned something. And I learned something this week that I had no fucking idea. Do you know what animals the Warner siblings were originally supposed to be? Did you know they weren't going to be dogs at first? No Googling. I'm Googling. Oh, I, I, if you just Google one nine hundred seven seven eight. Well, by the way, it doesn't fit. It's nine numbers. Wow. 33937. It immediately just, it's actually He's negative 35,614. Oh. It just automatically does math. The Animaniacs. Anyway. Did you know they weren't originally supposed to be dogs? Because I had no idea. Well, for the longest time as a kid, I didn't know they were even dogs. I didn't know they were dogs either, but they're dog-like. <laughs> they're originally supposed to be platypuses. I mean, a, a platypuses are hysterical, but then that would have been too much of a joke. I even found an image. Like, there there was drawn. Here, I'll show you. Uh, I can Google. I'm, I'm sending done it to doing you. math. No, I don't want you to learn uh, before I tell you. I want you. I want to teach you, Squeezer. And I got nothing to teach you. So one of them, this was so adult. I fuck. There's so many jokes I loved in this. One of my favorite ones where they were holding a party and Batman came in his costume and unzipped it and it was Michael Keaton underneath it. I'll never forget that. Yes. Yes. I. Another was they asked for um, fingerprints that we got to look for fingerprints. And she said, find prints. And she's holding prints. And he's like, huh? And he said, no, I said fingerprints. And she said, fingerprints. And he goes, oh, like more excited. And she goes, ew, and throws them away. <laughs> I remember the prince joke. I don't realize, recognize the, the fingering prints. <laughs> right. Like, these are just things I just remember from watching the show as a kid, and I thought were hysterical. And then because of the stupid Children's Television Act, they had to be um, uh, education, include educational content. That's what gave us fucking wonderful things like Yakko's World, where he does all the fucking countries. Mm. They did that because of fucking that stupid... I.E. shit. Yeah, Children's Television Act in 1990, which was the start of the end of Saturday morning cartoons. Which we should re- like vote to repeal it so we could get them back. 
Although now it doesn't matter because they don't regulate no. streaming and that's all that kids watch. It's chaos. It basically came from Tiny Toon Adventures being so popular. Amblin Entertainment, which Steven Spielberg's company produced that. They wanted to do this other show. And Bruce Tim, who was the creator and animator of um, Batman Animated Series, helped do um, Pinky and the Brain, actually. And uh, a couple of the, the drawings in this. There was like the Good Feathers which were the the three uh, pigeons. There was Pinking the Brain, Slappy the Squirrel. There was a lot of different things in this, but the Animaniacs were... This This was one of my favorite shows, and I got so excited um, when this came uh, came on. And it was, it was on Fox till 95, and then they went to WB, and that's probably when I stopped watching after I left Fox yeah. on weekdays. But it was so good. Like, it just be treating you like an adult. Not really. Or not they even did, treating you like did, an adult. It was very it was, stupid and childish, but there was it, a it was adult. It, no, 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 no. That's perfect. Because look at adults don't change. Yeah. They're stupid and childish. Yeah. But Again, they. What am I saying? This whole point of the show is that I'm the same person I was in since that you were frozen in '93. Yeah. But that's it. Animaniacs September. Uh, it, it debuted. Uh, on Monday, September 13th, 1993, and I remember how excited we were to see it, and fuck, man, was it a good show. It was, a wee, it was right after school, got home from school and watched Animaniacs, and God damn, we loved it. So, um, your last pick, here we are. I have to keep listening to it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it launched in uh, yeah August. Well, it was the end of the summer, but August. Well, so is Animaniacs. Just... Summer ends September twenty first. So yeah, yeah. Well, eh, does it? Summer ends on Labor Day. Officially, it ends twenty first. That's why I went. Yeah, I, I get it, but summer starts June 1st and ends August 31st. Well, technically then, your college year's pick doesn't count, because that was May. Yeah. But it's the rad year, so rules mean shit. Oh, well, then why are you pulling up rules for me? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're made-up rules. They're not even real rules. I was counting I was counting just summer, either yeah. Yeah. Uh, when school ends till September 21st. Yeah. And it was just in time to date uh, a dumpster... Uh, debuted on August 28th, just in time for school. And uh, I was at the cusp, like the beginning uh Power Rangers. I watched the first, uh, like, I guess you could call it a saga because it's based off, you know, your Japan, not based off of, it is Japanese TV with a bunch of American kids uh, edited in between. Um, but, I mean, you got to admit the Green Ranger, like, you know, Oh yeah, I'm. I tried Sucks to. I was too epic. cool for school for the Power Rangers when it came out, but the Green Ranger really made me 
Oh, I was love it. In the white, in the good. White Ranger saga, yeah, that was yeah, so cool. that was great. And then after that, then I was out. You know, yeah, that, I didn't pay much. All I needed, that. I was good. Um, that Halloween, my sister, my parents had to like travel to a kitty city in King of Prussia to get my sister a pink Power Ranger costume because mm-hmm. she was so into it. Yeah, yeah. But my sister was, was really. My sister was probably into it more than I was. Oh, I wasn't uh, into it at all, but I was, but I pretended not to be. But the yeah, gr- you pretend not to the be. Green Ranger thing culminated around Halloween. I talked about that in the show before, and like, oh god, it was so cool. That Halloween was cool. Yeah. And then I wasn't like I, I was into it, but I wasn't. But like this, like like I wasn't into it with my friends, but I was into it at home. Well, and yeah. So like my secretly. grandparents, all I, I secretly up on hoarded it. McDonald's Power Ranger Pogs and Slammers. Oh yeah. Oh, the Pogs were awesome because they were like the belt buckles. Well, the Slammers were, yeah. Yeah, the Slammers were. Um, but then uh, my my grandparents picked up on it. Like, so for Christmas that year, like I got a ton of like Power Ranger shit. I never got, which is actually hard to get. I never had a single toy because oh, that, that's no. how I had fucking Megazord. I had Dragonzord. That's how cool for school I was. I didn't have any of the toys. Oh, I had it. I didn't want it though. Like I was almost embarrassed to get it. <laughs> and then I had it, and I'm like, I'll I tell you what. This. Fuck these! These are some badass <laughs> robot toys. These are awesome. They were awesome. They were amazing toys. Um, and I played the the shit out of them when no one was looking. Yeah. Um, the the figures were a little weird because they were like the eight incher plus. Yeah. So it was kind of like playing with a doll. You know, it, it's funny. Like if if you're playing with a, a little man that's nine, nine inches tall with a gun and going pew pew pew. And like kicking, it's lame. But if he's five and a half inches tall and you're doing that, it's perfectly okay. Perfect. Aw, oh, sleepy boy. Oh man, I'm big young. Alright. I'll I'll let you go. We talked Power Rangers enough on this show. We talked uh, everything was, enough on this show. Uh very uh instrumental to the like I mean, it's still it paled in comparison to fucking Jurassic Park, but that's the the sort of Damocles that hangs over anything in 93. It just slayed all the beasts. There was a, that was a good reference. There was a lot of good stuff. 93 was a good year and movies are going to be a good year too. I, I already have my yeah. picks ready and then oh. general, it was going to be fun. I got a lot of Javier stories to tell that are foreign exchange students. So that <laughs> is 1993. We, nice. We're going to, put a nice little bow and wrap it up next week obviously we're doing movies and then the following week we're doing generally everything from summer of 93 and then we're moving on from this 30 year trek into 1993 uh, and I would think the TV show was the hardest and we went two and a half hours so just buckle in <laughs> well it's because we just wow talk about we, we took like uh, every off ramp and just on like the clover leaf and just looped around the I don't even think I think we stayed on topic for a lot of the stuff. It's just there was, uh, there was so much maybe. to talk about. Maybe it was just there's just a lot. You know, it's TV, it can go anywhere. Yeah. But we'll be back next week. Uh, until then I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. See you everybody. <laughs>